0: Morning. Red 10 standing by. Red 9 standing by. Red 3 standing by. Red 6 standing by. Good night, standing by. You're listening to the Ion
1: Canon
2: Podcast. Laugh it up, Fuzzball. Your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far, far away. This
1: is it, laser
0: cleaners. Welcome to the Ion Cannon Podcast. Your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far, far away. I'm one of your hosts, Stephen, and I'm joined by my friends and co hosts, Tom and William. This week, we're joined by two very special guests, Mark from the Star Wars Report podcast.
3: Hey, I'm looking for a great warrior. Hey, not you.
0: And Aaron of the
2: 501st Legion. Hello, guys. Glad to be back.
0: Thank you to you both for joining us again for the. This very special episode. This week we're going to be discussing how a spark of rebellion became a fire across the galaxy. Or the season one finale of Star Wars Rebels. I really wish I could take credit for that line, but William totally gave me that one. So anyway, uh we've got we're actually gonna do something a little bit different this time. We've got a couple of announcements before the show, and then to uh Favor the element of surprise we've got a couple more that come after that deal with the season finale
4: not that it's really much of a surprise at this point because as soon as it aired on the on the on the West Coast basically Twitter was full of spoilers oh, yeah. uh, I was surprised people held out that long but uh, yeah so one big announcement uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar uh, will be um, starring in season two of uh, Star Wars Rebels she'll be playing an unknown character at this point point. Um, but she'll be joining her husband uh, Freddie Prince Jr. who plays Kanan on the show. I
1: know so,
4: that. I don't know what uh, I don't know what Sarah Michelle Gellar will be doing, but some sort of uh, possibly
3: rebel character, who knows? Kicking butt oh, and hope. taking names.
5: Who knows? Yeah. Much speculation there is. We will find out when season 2 episode 1 probably premieres at well, premiere at celebration. i take that back.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. We'll find out in the very long time of about a month.
5: And oh, there crazy. are a number of other
4: announcements, but I'm gonna save those for the end. So with that, Tom, why don't you take us into the episode rundown? And by for those of you sh- who have no idea oh, what uh, episode
0: aired recently, well, <laughs> <laughs> what, was it? Episode seven? Well, I,
5: no, I, I think this right? is no, 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 no. This is season one, episode thirteen, "Fire Across the Galaxy." This is the one that ended season one, and it was written by Simon Kinberg and directed by Dave Filoni himself. The synopsis is, A Rescue by the Rebels Increases Imperial Presence.
0: I feel like that is the most generic <laughs> synopsis for this yeah, episode. Yeah, it, it really is. In it, other news,
2: Empire bad, Rebels good. <laughs> also the king of understatement statements.
4: <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I really liked, I have to say, I like the symmetry um, with the 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 epi- name of the episode, you know the, the the film that kicked it all off was, as Stephen you know, said at the beginning of the of the show, uh, the episode that kicked it all off was titled "Spark of Rebellion," and now the season finale is "Fire Across the Galaxy." So that spark of rebellion has kind of, you know, started to uh, become a flame and then eventually a, a fire. Uh, It's just raging across the entire galaxy uh, by the end of the season. And we really did see that uh, throughout season one. It's also a nice callback to the Genndy Tartakovsky series, uh, which actually started out with the line from Yoda. I'm going to try this. Like fire across the galaxy, the Cold War spread. Uh, So I I really enjoyed that quite a bit.
0: I I noticed you when you put that in the show notes, and I thought that was, at first I was like, okay, that's just like... a." A fire across the galaxy it's not like breaking your territory but when i was watching the episode again the opening theme i swear is almost the exact same as the gen series the kind of like instant clone wars fanfare that's true actually no, i gotta, gotta very, go back
5: and watch that but it's very does, similar but now does that mean that even that is canon no no okay but it's a nice I had to throw it out there no uh um, Legends,
3: baby pure legends and
5: awesome
4: yeah so I I, don't know, I thought it was really cool. Um, but Mark, uh, since I think it's been the longest since you've been on, on the show with us,
3: um, what did you think of the whole opening? Oh, man. It, so, okay, I, it's been no secret that I didn't originally care for the way they did the kind of openings. But the way they've come to kind of change that up, uh, I really like the way they did it and the way that this one did it right before it goes there with the explosions that Sabine's doing and stuff. And you see the smoke kind of wisping up and it's got the rebel, uh, crest of the, the Phoenix. Oh man. I don't know. We, we watched that three or four times. My, I watched it again right before we uh, came onto this episode with my dad and my son. And we rewound that three or four times. Cause my dad was like, I can't see it. I'm like, put your glasses on, dude. It's awesome. But. <laughs> I love the fact that that uh, right there with Sabine, like she's got this running gag going with the troopers, you know, she's like, "Hey boys, still can't hit me," kind of thing. But I don't know, maybe this is me reaching, but I would love to find out that that girl's got some alien or some Jedi heritage down the way because that girl was jumping and leaping off things and doing some twirling around poles and stuff that I was just like, "Wow, she is incredibly athletic for one." But I don't know, it was just stuff that like. I, I, call me one of those that love to have connections, but if she had some kind of Jedi background or, or a parent that was a Force user or something, I would be tickled to death.
5: Okay, is it a Jedi background or are just the Stormtroopers lousy at their target practice? Well, well no, missed, no, there was that. Oh.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. She they hadn't seen her in a long time. She was standing on Hold
4: on, hold on. on let, let's platform. let Aaron defend the Stormtroopers okay. for a minute.
1: <laughs>
4: okay. Have you
2: guys ever seen a, a, a helmet in person like held it or, or looked into it or anything I, would say, I, no. I can say that I have and I can I also have.
0: admit that I couldn't see a damn thing out of it
2: yes it's well,
0: point <laughs> it, pro tip
4: it. to the Empire designed a better helmet yeah.
0: <laughs> bucket
3: sorry. well I mean what if those little black things around the top aren't actually ventilations but they're little cameras and their heads-up display actually gives them 360 you know yeah <laughs> How could... They're like no, Tony what Stark you can't
4: see right is now is triple Aaron triple. shaking her head. No, That is not how it works.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: they okay. were not that advanced. I okay. promise. <laughs> no, this,
0: this is uh, the Empire. This is the cheapest it would be bucket nice. they do. They, they took aluminum foil and just kind of shaped it into a helmet. And, and just <laughs> they have to mass makeup. produce these.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I
5: just, I have to say, what I, loved, what I loved about this is the code name that the Stormtroopers give her. They call her the Artist. Now, is that fitting...
0: Oh, totally. You now, at first, I wasn't sure if it was the artist or the arsonist, because I feel oh, like both kind of
4: either one actually. Yeah,
0: like it was like okay, that's like I wasn't sure because artist is obviously fits, but arsonist kind of does too. She does like to blow things up. But she had a spray uh, can in her
5: hand. That way, to me, that totally spells they were She thing. even sprayed it in the air. She's like, and, and like
4: yeah, also yeah, says like the Star Wars like, hey, I'm over here. <laughs> i love
3: that. Part. I, I don't know i mean there's some about it that had that whole scooby-doo gang kind of thing like like she was doing her part of the plot the bait part you know but mm-hmm. I, I i love when when she set off right before she set off the bombs and the one trooper's like not again and then he's like yeah. move it i'm like "You yeah, one exactly. to say move yeah. it first homie <laughs> like the, that whole five seconds you just lost an arm well
5: on top of that they have uh. to say you on top of that, Sabine did have the thing of, like, you guys really did miss me. Now, that could be taken two ways. One, they did miss her. And two, their shots were all over the place.
1: <laughs> they yeah, tried. Right. They I get
0: mean... they get a participation trophy. Okay. <laughs> hey, like I said, it was, it's I tried to It's also night. Episodes. They I can't
2: like... see anything when those lenses <laughs> yeah. that are dark. It's, yeah, I mean, I guess I'm a stormtrooper apologist but. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but but that's that's we well, well, apologize but for but him to him, mark's
4: point you know it's... she was also like jumping around and twirling and swinging around you know struts and all that kind of stuff and supports. so um she was if, very if had i, I had her athleticism it, actually struck me in that scene more so than usual I and mean, we do see a lot of that in the show but it was definitely concentrated here
3: yeah, I mean, she was springing off buildings, doing super leaps, and doing one-handed little... Pl- I mean, she definitely had a parkour angle going, but the the, the height of the leaps... Granted, it could be the animation style, but I'm one of those... I would love to find out that, you know, granted, it's it's not canon at all, but if they had a a, a direction with, like, a baridan Jusk character that was a Mandalorian that once was mm-hmm. a Jedi kind of thing, and now it being canon, you could do it any direction you want, but... I don't know. I thought that'd be kind of a really cool twist and seeing her do those kind of things. One thing that's jumped out to me this whole season is they don't do anything little without there being something coming down the road. And Mm -hmm. that, I mean, that was something that was just leaping out at me time and time again is how, you know, high she's getting with these jumps, how she's, you know, bouncing off these little tiny poles and grabbing them one handed and flipping around. I mean, it, it, you add to that the dialogue that she's doing, and it's a great character. I love the character to death. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I, I already told my wife, I'm like, if, if you find Hera yeah. and Sabine above everything else, get those two. But if it's between those two, got to have Sabine.
0: <laughs> you know, it's interesting. We know that she was at the Imperial Academy on Mandalore and left mm-hmm. for some reason. We also know that the, at the Imperial Academy on Lothal, they did have an eye out for recruits who were showcasing certain special yep. Force talents Yep. Per se. Perhaps another detail that they slipped in early just so they could use it later.
3: Well, to be an apologist for the Stormtroopers, though, to help Aaron out here with this, I I think it's unfair for Tarkin and them to blame the Stormtroopers because where were the dang protocols here? I mean, Ezra and Zeb walked in, casually flipped a couple switches, cracked a couple knuckles, and we're flying off. Hey, that's not one of ours. Like... I mean, how lax was that security system on under Tarkin's nose? I mean, that was the part that really like you've got Grandma Tarkin above you. What? Uh, well, or maybe was this all on lethal? Were they not paying attention at this point?
0: No, you can just I, you can just see the the pilots like guys. We're taking off in like five minutes. I'm just gonna leave the key in the ignition. Okay, not a big deal. What's gonna happen?
4: <laughs> see you guys soon.
3: <laughs> oh, dude, where's the car? Where's the car, dude?
4: So, so you're, you're, you you bring a good point, right? <laughs> um, Ezra and Zeb are here to steal the ship, and and Sabine is trying to cause a distraction. But the thing that kind of struck me about this scene also is it felt like very similar to her initial introduction. Um, back, you know, remember that, that, that the the two minute clip that introduced Sabine last summer. Um, oh yeah, yeah. She wow. was out in a you know, in a, uh, at a, at a imperial base, very similar well, to this. Spray I, I painting think that's things a purpose
3: and, reference. Yes. I think that yeah. cause they've like, said that those were the episodes that were like, those are episodes one, two, three, and four or something like that. When it first kicked off, they were doing a lot of that where people were like, wait, what's really episode one. And cause like when you go to on demand and stuff, those still show up every now and again, you're like, wait, what the heck?
1: And then you exactly. go, you like, for,
4: for like, a second. I actually thought it was like a clip from the same episode. And I'm like, Oh no, it is a different episode. Different scene. But, um, it was very similar, which is kind of cool. Although I think a lot of Sabine's scenes are in that type of setting, kind of mm. outdoors with a bunch of Tie Fighters, and she's spray painting them and causing a giant explosion and then leaving. And messing
2: uh, with the stormtroopers, yes.
4: And their escape in this one was was very interesting. You know, as they they blew up the the Tie Fighters, um, she jumps on the on the ship, and as they fly away, uh, the base kind of goes up in a cloud of smoke, they they fly right through the smoke, and it creates the almost like the rebel, uh, the rebel logo. Well, uh, it there was, was no
3: almost, yeah. homie. That was that yeah, was that pure was, that artistry and emotion. I was, mean, I, that woman <laughs> takes she takes explosives to a whole new level, and and appreciate it, man, because that's you're you're the captive audience that she was aiming for.
0: I laughed because <laughs> when the, it first happened, like the entire scene, I was like, okay, this is kind of a ridiculous scene. Like, she's dodging all the lasers. Oh, good, they're escaping. Wait, why? Like, you're escaping. Why would you ever do a loop and come right back over? It's like, oh, you know what? Okay, I'll, I'll, allow, I'll allow it for the artistic effect. I, I can approve of that.
2: Well, they blew up all the other ships. So and, and it was subtle enough.
4: <laughs> you could tell it was something, but it wasn't have that smoky. It was blatant. It was
5: blatant. It was blatant. It was totally blatant. It was it was the logo. I'm. I know you're trying to sugarcoat it, but I saw it the first. Uh, time. I know. I mean it. I, think, I think it was... saw it the third time. See, it's, it's not, not going to be true blatant. for
3: William until Dave Filoni is saying it in a Rebel's Recon. <laughs> 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 oh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. We always knew it.
0: Hey, how much do you guys I want to bet? I didn't deny it. It's,
4: it's definitely the Rebel logo. It's not that. I'm just saying. I think they did a nice job not making it. S- I mean, it was obvious, but. <laughs> Not outside the realm of possibility that could have maybe happened in some uh-huh. strange wind circumstances. <laughs>
3: Sounds like you're filling a hole in and trying to climb out the sides. <laughs>
0: yeah. no, no, I was thinking, how much do you guys want to bet that Sabine is the one who first paints the Rebel logo?
5: Oh, I'm pretty sure that's the case. She already yeah, did. I, I, yeah. yeah, I think
0: so too. Oh, has she?
5: I mean, yeah. unless well, they decide
2: I mean, to totally do some it.
3: other kind of background to it that we haven't seen. I think,
5: Aaron, you were saying something about it.
2: Yeah, just, it's not the one that's in, um, you know, the the original trilogy, but obviously it's on the way to that. Right, that... right. An evolution, you might say. Mm-hmm.
0: Anyway, okay. so that's the first five minutes of the episode. Not even five, because was <laughs> like the first minute of it. It was quick. But we well, quickly quick
5: the
3: episode itself felt like it was an hour I was just like I watched it three times now and each time it felt like it was a full hour and a half movie I'm like it's over oh yeah it's only 20 minutes again okay let's watch it again
4: <laughs> they did pack a <laughs> lot into this episode no, they, I mean yeah. we're still talking about the very first scene right uh I mean it, it was really cool uh so let, let's and I I guess when I say it was really cool the first half was really good I think. The second half
0: was where it was, it totally, it was really just picked up. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that's and oh, yeah,
4: that's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I I tweeted something about it being like the last half of the episode being it couldn't have been any better or something like that. Uh, and how many so many emotions and like Star Wars retweeted it and my phone was blowing up the rest of the night, going, you know, vibrating with retweets and favorites and stuff. Yeah, what
0: was what was the final but, count on that by the way?
4: Uh, I haven't checked in like a day or so, but it was like uh, 150,000 impressions or something like that. Wow, nice. that's what happens when Star Wars retweets you. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about the next scene in which the team formulates a plan to rescue Kanan, uh, who's being held on Tarkin's star destroyer orbiting Mustafar. Mustafar. So, Aaron, what are your thoughts on the use of Mustafar in this episode? Did you like? Uh, the bringing back the planet or, or
2: um not? i I was trying to think like well why why is Tarkin station there what what is i mean other than it being you know important in episode um, in episode three is 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 that his like official station is he supposed to stay there is he just there for a little bit um I was just kind of intrigued by why they picked mustafar is it just because like what i said earlier or is it because they thought it was a very intimidating planet everybody was going to go Ooh, mustafar that's scary um just have a like a really intense backdrop for the, the beginning of this uh, episode so mm-hmm. i don't know it was it was really really interesting that they chose to go there
4: yeah we I, did we did see it in children of the force i believe when sidious um in the, in the Clone Wars, when Sidious captured all the 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 younglings, basically, and, and mm-hmm. kept them on Mustafar, but uh, it does seem to me like, um, on the one hand, when I first heard the episode was going to be set there, I'm like, oh, again. I thought Mustafar was kind of like this planet that nobody really went to, and all of a sudden, everybody's showing up there and in multiple shows. But it was a nice, like, ominous backdrop for the scene.
5: But to uh, a certain s- extent, uh, see, I didn't think. Go- they didn't go onto the planet. They only stayed on the exactly. planet. Exactly. Yeah. So it still has that ominous thing. And then on top of that, is it a possibility? Now it's not so much Tarkin's home base because if you read Tarkin, you know where he's located. Could this be where now Anakin is? Ha- I'm sorry, Darth Vader is now hanging out. That's,
1: hey, that's how what I, I think.
0: It. Is, if yeah. I if I were Darth Vader, I'm pissed at the Jedi. And yep. you know what? What better place for me to torture Jedi than the place where they chopped off all my limbs?
5: And on top of that, (laughs) it was stated at the end of the last episode, that's where Jedi go to die.
0: I just want you guys to know, I realize no one can see the video we have going, but I just had Mark and Tom side by side doing (laughs) the most exaggerated. Like, it looked like a Bohemian Rhapsody concert almost. (laughs) Like. Uh, I I agree with you, but disagree with you.
3: I I, I don't think that Mustafar is Vader's base per se, although the reasons why would be great. I think what we're seeing there, and I think it, it goes with what William's saying, you know, when we saw Mustafar last, it was before Darth Vader was born. You know, now it has more of a meaning for the Empire. You know, their Sith Lord, he, he had a new persona. He became their ultimate terror weapon on that planet. Mm-hmm. And what better place to be the place where he goes and breaks Jedi? Uh, now, why Moff Tarkin is there, the reason why I thought he was there was because at this point, Jedi in general, even though they're lower on Darth Vader's ranking, they're still, you know, hey, get a Jedi, get him there. Uh, and I, at this point, I've seen it more as like, you know, Tarkin's kind of taking it upon himself because of all the fumbling that's been going on on Lothal. So he's personally making sure that Kanan gets, you know, there and the information they need. You know, he's not going to drop that lead and leave it to the Inquisitor. He does, He's just not that kind of guy.
0: You know, that makes me think. Can you imagine, or I can totally see it happening, you know, because the only people who knew that Anakin was on Mustafar was really Obi-Wan. And I guess Yoda yeah. and whoever Obi-Wan told. But I. Can you imagine the legends, or no pun intended, but the, the stories that would pass around the galaxy? Like, do you know Darth Vader's from that lava planet? Like, there's nothing there. He just walked out of the lava and just started killing people. <laughs> like, well, I Tarkin... totally. See that image. People talking yeah, about him, it. Yeah, Tarkin yeah. mentions that they
3: they discuss some of the things about how he was a lot like Plagueis, or not Plagueis, but uh, Grievous. How the, how the general public thought he was, you know, the next monstrosity that came along. You know, those mm. type of things. There, there was so much mystery surrounding him, and that's something you know from even a legend standpoint. I've always oh. enjoyed was you know Vader was the Dark Lord of the Sith. And Palpatine was the emperor. It was like, you know, that was always a big secret. And I love the fact that they've kept that aspect alive that, you know, and, and I believe Tarkin even calls Vader a terror weapon, too. And I, I love the fact that they use him like that. And anyway, as we see at the end of the episode, I mean, just some brilliant use of, of certain characters.
5: And if you also remember back at the Clone Wars, I think it was the lost episodes of season six. Darth Bane had that kind of lava feel to him as well. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's yeah. a stretch, but take a look at that on if that's how you, if that's how they see Darth Bane as being that kind, then it kind of makes sense that that's where Vader was created from, as Mark was saying. And basically where he could reside to take the Jedi and that's where they end.
3: Yeah. Anakin know. was the best the Jedi had to you yep. know offer and on Mustafar, he was destroyed completely. You know, it was yep. there that the, the best that the Jedi had was officially destroyed.
1: Wow. Well, uh, so granted, I, there was yeah, still that I light of hope that well, Luke
3: was best. able to bring I back. Think he, well,
4: I think he was destroyed I guess that is open that. to debate. He was technically destroyed before that. He was destroyed in Coruscant.
5: Yeah, it was very simple. Kneel down. I'll follow you. Sorry.
3: <laughs> well, but see, that one, that's one of those. It's like, that's what he did. It, it was there. I mean, really it's awesome. kind of like. You never thought it was weird that they never wanted to try to redeem him at all. They're like, oh, you murderous. Like, I don't know. I always thought that was kind of odd. Like, I not very Jedi-like.
4: Yeah. Well, before we get to Mustafar, though, um, we actually have a scene in The uh, Ghost where the team is, as usual, planning their strategy, sitting around the, the hologram, uh, all chilling. And... Um, they decided, okay, well, they're going to take the Imperial transport that they they stole and use that to dock with Tarkin's Star Destroyer. But before they can do that, they actually have to get inside the ship and disable it somehow. Uh, and, you know, uh, Hera laments that they blew up all the TIE fighters and it's, oh, too bad. What are we going to do? We need a small ship. And, and that's when... Ezra and Sabine and Zeb kind of look at each other like they have this shared secret. They're like, well, we, we kind of have the ship left. And, Zeb
3: didn't really know, though.
4: Well, he knew. He just didn't want to reveal he did. it. He's, He's like, no, 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 guys, don't, 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 yeah. don't, don't talk about it. Come well, on. No, no, I was oh, under the Ezra, impression he
3: had no clue that, that, that Ezra and Sabine were going there. Like, I don't know. Maybe this was just me go. I, I really want to see Ezra and Sabine together. But I saw it as one of those things where Ezra was using that as his relationship. Like, hey, let's go over to the TIE Fighter. You can paint, all, you know, I'll distract and we'll keep it <laughs> a secret. Because Zeb seemed like, oh, my God, what did you do? I'm just like, yes, even Zeb's like, oh, goodness.
4: I think Zeb knew they had it. I don't think he might have He probably didn't know that they he didn't were know about
0: the paint job.
4: Yes, he didn't know about the paint yeah. job. I'll agree with everybody. So, on we'll that we'll, one. we'll yeah. use Mark Cannon and say that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you're right. Now we know why they kept sneaking off. You know, yeah. there were there were various episodes throughout the season where I remember they were like, well, where are Ezra and Sabine? And they kind of come running off from somewhere. Like, well, What were they doing? Uh, well, it turns out they were paying the TIE fighter. Uh, that's what they were. They had their special little project they were working on. And, um, and yeah, it's very bright. Uh, I think Austin would approve. A... <laughs> um, <laughs> for those of you who probably don't remember this, this <laughs> joke, inside joke. Um, years back when we were working on the EU Cantina, he wanted to, uh, we were looking at redesigning the site and we had a very orange mock-up that he absolutely <laughs> hated. It was like lots of oranges and yellows. And that's basically what this TIE fighter was. It was an orange and yellow TIE fighter with, uh, <laughs> you know, racing checkers. And <laughs> I can was... only imagine how much Austin must she's love being that gonna, TIE fighter.
2: Speaking to start her uh, taxi cab service, TIE taxi cab.
4: Exactly. <laughs> hey, it go. was a little more garish than a,
5: um, a taxi in some ways. The Imperial <laughs> Uber TIE fighter. I have to say there's one thing. was one thing I have said many times about, if you call attention to something, you better bring it back ding, later. Ding, 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 And I love, love, love how they had that TIE fighter. Did they destroy it? And what happened? They brought it back later, and they used it to full effect. I have to applaud them. I completely agree. I, um, I,
0: I was... I felt crazy when we, we were talking about that when that episode first aired because I kept expecting it to come back and it kept not. Yeah. And I wasn't ever sh- I, like I was getting to the point where I wasn't actually sure if it was going to, if they were just going to completely forget about it.
4: So I believe it was in Rebels Recon, uh, Dave Floney said they originally had scenes throughout the season, but they cut it, f- they cut them all from the other episodes for time and to kind of maintain that surprise at the end of the season. Um, so I, I, was, I was glad to see it return. The one thing... Um, that did surprise me uh, was the fact that, and, and this isn't really the, with the, a critique of this episode in particular, but just the the season and and how they you know didn't bring certain things back. But um, basically, the the weapons that uh, remember the, the the creative weapons that um, uh, that Visago got oh,
0: from the very beginning from yeah. the very beginning the, they uh, never brought disrupt- those back with the disruptors.
4: Yeah, I remember like yeah. Interesting. Yeah. uh but i think most other things they did a good job of, of bringing back so um oh, we've
3: got, that we've you got know a... of i mean this could be something for season two william
4: whoa say, we've, got
0: a, we've got at least another season
4: <laughs> at least if not more um so yeah they, they've got they've got this uh this very bright tie fighter and they're like well um it's obviously not regulation um but they decide that uh, they might as well just fly it in anyway because, as you know, it's in space. And so by the time, um, by the time the ship gets near enough for them to actually see what it, the paint job is, it's gonna be too late. They're gonna be able to land anyway.
0: Well, this is this is the Empire. This is you know, uh, we'll just check their scanning code and we'll we're sure it's good. Who would mess with the Empire after all? This is why the Rebels are always talking about picking up your visual scanning because you never know.
4: Yeah. Uh, there was one scene here, though, um, that I don't want to say it didn't bother me, but it seemed kind of unnecessary in an in a episode with so many other major things happening. And that's the one where Hera basically addresses the rest of the crew and asks whether they're in or not to rescue Kanan. Uh, and, and I get, you know, there was some risk, right? You've got this bright TIE fighter that's obviously going to draw attention to it. Um, but I feel like at this point, everybody was already clearly on board, you know, in the last episode, Ezra and Sabine and Zeb were trying to, um, you know, st- st- they were trying to go off and rescue Kanan already against Hera's orders. And, um, and so, and you know, they were, they had brought that suggestion to use the TIE fighter. So that whole scene, like saying, are you guys in? And they had to go around and say, I'm in, I'm in, felt that a was... little bit it was unnecessary it mark it was the wrong
3: scene. sorry no, go, no, ahead. go
5: ahead mark i'm sorry yeah Well, it, it was
3: just a total karen travis imperial commando moment where Hera herself oh. is repeating everything around so everyone knows that she's gonna go against fulcrum i mean because at this point she was the one that was no we're not gonna go at him so everybody's kind of like well wait what so this is her moment where everybody that had any doubts, all doubt is put aside. No, Hera is ready to go against Fulcrum here. She's ready to forge on. She is going to do what you knew was the right thing all along. But that was that moment. Like without that, there'd still be that shadow of a doubt. And so they erased all traces of it in that.
0: Yeah. I, I think that's what they were trying to go for. You know, kind of a, this is your last chance to opt out. Mm-hmm. But given that, like William said, we'd already established that everyone was in it. It just, it did seem a little weird to me. Not bad, just not quite the scene I would have expected.
5: Can can I throw it out there? It's one of those things in which you call monologuing. That's kind of how it felt now that you guys are bringing it up. Okay. It did seem like I think they felt this was necessary, but on the other aspect, it could have been kind of shortened a little bit. Well, no, let's just go.
0: Actually, I think I have a better explanation. Go ahead. Hera knew they were about to make history And this is the sort of speech you want in the history books. She saw her opportunity. She's like, you know what? I'm going for it. (laughs) Bring the holocam over. Let's
3: do
4: this.
0: You've heard of
3: Hogan's heroes. This is Hera's heroes. (laughs) This was her moment. This was the rally speech. You bled with Wallace. Now bleed with me.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Mark, it's fun having you on the show.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I
0: don't even know what to say to that. Oh. God, neither do I.
3: Well, is Kanan really the leader? I mean, that's
0: I guess that's no, the next no, thing no, to go no, with. No, no, he's not.
5: Hera right? clearly the. We, oh, ab, I would have yeah, to agree with that to absolutely. There,
0: we get our we get that shot of Mustafar with the Star Destroyers in front and the Tie Fighters. And I'm gonna draw attention to every one of these scenes because every one of them made me cry with happiness. Like the <laughs> yeah. each one of those the scenes are like I could use this as a background. This is perfect.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Where's the like, screen print? Screen print. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I I could have screen-printed just about every episode oh, or every like shot of every frame. Every frame.
4: That's how, I mean. I, I'm saying I could
0: have and if and if I could figure out how to do an animated background, I just have them all going on loop 24/7. See,
3: that's when well, I get you- upset when I see a. Bl- blurry one i'm like come on man that was glorious you can't give me a a non-blurry shot which i I gotta take a moment real quick and and do a quick aside here because this was aired in a different manner than all the other episodes i've been watching all my episodes on on demand i don't know about the rest of you guys but i i've been watching it after it came out on on demand uh well yeah but i i get it on charter so i'm even like three days after the disney xd so and usually i watch it four days later than that still like three days before it airs right uh-huh. No spoilers. I haven't been spoiled at all. This one I had to wait an extra two weeks because I went from the way I've been watching it to this. So I had to wait even longer than everyone else. And then I'm I'm like 20 minutes away from when it's about to be released, and the East Coast is already going ape Sith, dumping imagery everywhere. I was spoiled long before I even got home. I was like, are you kidding? Really?
4: Like uh. Oh, oh, i was sorry just sorry to hear him. that, Mark. Blew I, see, I, 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 I stayed off Twitter. I did not...
3: Oh,
4: no, no, no. I, I, I was getting
3: notifications to my phone and they were like, blah, 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 lives. I'm like, oh, what the... Come on, come on. <laughs> uh, see,
0: the, it was even worse for me because we, the, William, Tom, and I have a three-person chat going and I wasn't able to watch it as the episode's going. So Tom oh. just texts... I'll Spoil spoil warning in case oh, you're listening to this, but have to yeah, watch it. Go. Tom's like, oh my god, they killed him! And I was like, rip, yeah. thanks. <laughs> right. Thank you, that is so thoughtful Tom. Tom, you shouldn't say that! But that I think, is, wait wait is, a minute, let me find really the text. You should have watched
4: live. Anything.
0: I, I should have watched live, I agree, but I didn't. We weren't recording that night, I was in a really good Diablo session. I decided I'd I watch know, it like an hour it after it came word. out. No excuse, Steven. I no know. Excuse.
3: Well, my issue with live is it's like it's who's live because live on the east coast, I gotta wait three hours for my live. I mean, that's can't we have it like where you east coast at nine, you know, it's hitting at six on the west coast. Can't we all live tweet it at the same damn time?
4: So it's really interesting hey, to hear this discussion. It, where is it? You know, we're kind of taking a, a tangent, but this is the first time they've aired an episode of the show. Um on TV first before it was on Disney XD or premiered, you know, at screenings or something like that. Um, so we actually had to watch it live and wait. And I know some, there are some camps that are like, Oh, I hate how it airs a week early because then we don't get a good discussion and, uh, and that sort of thing. Um, and I had to wait for, you know, East coast get first and the West coast. And there's the other camp that says, Oh, well, I'd love to get it a week early because I can record our review a week early. This is why we're a couple days late, folks. Um, we had to record it after Monday night. Um, you know, and and everybody gets the episode at the same time. Mm-hmm. They don't know always exactly when the episode will go live. Um, so there are certainly two sides to the argument. And I get both opinions in this case. Um... But I mean, personally, I don't I don't have um, watch. I don't I don't watch a lot of TV live. uh, And so I don't have watch Disney XD. um, And so what I have to do is usually log in on my uh, my parents account and and stream it. So I was waiting for the 9 p.m. uh, showing. Um,
5: And they showed all the Rebels episodes up to that one. So you got to see. I mean, I, I even I remember I'm sitting here at work. And I was texting Stephen William, going, "Hey, look at this," because I called up, watch Disney XD on the screen at work, and I screenshot all these episodes. And then it's, it's nine o'clock, West Coast time. I'm like, "How can they on Disney XD make it nine o'clock West Coast time?" And that's what they did. That was
4: yeah, that was the one disappointing home. part: the fact that East Coasters, I guess, had to wait till midnight in order to see the episode online. I assume, unless maybe based on your IP address or something, they. They showed the episode. I don't know. but
0: it, They could have done it based on your... Because you have to log in with your TV provider. So yeah, just, so it's possible
4: yeah. they did it based on that, but...
0: No, what, what threw me off is I missed the live showing, figuring I'd just pick it up because obviously they were going to upload it to... Just Amazon it was Xyz. so late. And yeah. they didn't put it up until the next day. I had to watch it the next morning. Yeah, let's go back
3: to the way you did the first half of the season, because I tell you, I haven't been that disappointed since the Clone Wars was airing, because the same thing happened with the Clone Wars being living where I live in Oregon. It was always dodge the Internet for three days until I had a chance to watch the episode. And I hated it. And, and at least with the other way, I like I said, I could watch it almost a week late and I was still not getting spoiled because everybody was like, mm-hmm. oh, let's not out a week. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, the etiquette is totally different. And, and while I'm with you, William, I get both sides of it. It's clear that the ones that watch it on air just don't care once it's hit. They're like, oh, well, it's on air now. Mm-hmm. And while <laughs> when you had it the other direction, you still had that camp that they had it a week early, but they were like, well, it's still not on air yet. So let's kind of be quiet about it.
5: Yeah. But you see, the other thing, having on Disney XD, they run these things like crazy. It's almost every time I'm switching by Disney XD, there's always, almost every day, they're running a Rebels episode. Well, so they're constantly rerunning
4: this stuff. It's not one of the only interesting shows on Disney XD. <laughs> it's a terrible thing to say.
5: <laughs> okay, now wait a minute. You guys weren't interested in that Lab Rats episode they ran through the as a commercial? It was like, not at okay, all. They got- I just thought
0: I wait. There, hang on. There's one other. There's one other piece here we're missing, and that is the fact so that because, not... because I watch it on Watch Disney XD, I see the same commercial for like two shows. Yes. Every time, and I'm I think... so. I don't know what they are anymore. I just know. I block just... them
4: out. They're just terrible.
0: I, I think, no I think one, of the
4: one of them is terrible.
0: Obviously. Well, Definitely that's not. not. That's very true.
4: <laughs> so anyway, enough. <laughs>
5: Yeah,
0: yeah. Back, back, so so, yeah. so the Inquisitor is torturing Kanan. It's very
4: bad. Yeah, from <laughs> bad commercials to bad torture.
1: This that scene.
4: And Stephen, as as you started to say, you know, he's he's torturing uh, Kanan and, and t- inquiring about Fulcrum and a larger rebellion, and Kanan's refusing to give in. And I think this scene was very interesting. Tom, I I believe you had some.
5: Uh, I loved I totally totally love this scene not what I loved about it was the actual staging how you literally saw the Inquisitor get right up next to Kanan's face and all you see on screen is just half the Inquisitor's face and a full face of Kanan as the Inquisitor just grilling him like what was the last thing your master told you to do? You know that. You know what it was. And you just hear him say, run. But that whole staging was just, I loved it. I mean, just beautiful. So I agree.
0: And I thought that was the most anticlimactic. Really? You heart of stone, Oh, you heck? can't
4: jump that far ahead yet. Oh, we're, we're in the interrogation oh. scene
0: i was That's i was serious. like run okay like oh, oh yeah. other news okay <laughs> but what
5: like, but what would a jedi master to the padawan what do you think the jedi master would do in a case like that oh no it's a totally logical line it's totally just, logical
0: like i was expecting something like you were always my best padawan or like don't
4: forget I me. I never liked you as a Padawan. <laughs>
0: yeah. A- like, <laughs> Don't let the rebellion die. Like no, no, just run. Like okay, I can imagine. Like no. she's probably being mobbed by clone troopers. Of course, she's gonna say run. Like run, Luke, run. Like, d- that, yeah, that like, at least that has a name. This was just like you run. Could
3: say. You know, I mean, I mean, all she could tell him was flee. I mean, I, I that yep. tore me Great. up And for my father, dude. I was like openly subtle. That's sad. And my, my son's looking over at me like you weenie. And I'm like, dude, that was sad. Like I, I know order 66, <laughs> yo, I don't, I don't I've know seen much. it. I've I seen think legends. I... Oh, I, I'm, and, and and Tom, you said it before, they don't ever do anything unless there's a reason. And honestly, what do we got? Kanan, the last Padawan, there's going to be a comic. And I am looking forward to that moment. And I was just thinking when I was watching that, how much cooler that moment's going to be once I've read that comic. And I know exactly how that scene goes down. The mm-hmm. build-up to that moment where she knows I can't do anything more than sacrifice myself for you. And she turns at him and looks at him with all the emotion and says, run. I, that was I, I thought that was mm-hmm. a... Powerful moment, man. You heartless, okay, but, heartless
0: but the man. Thing, I, but, but I'm going to have to disagree, Mark. I'm going to go with your son and everyone else, apparently, in your household. I just, I think you're being a weenie.
1: You're as cold as <laughs> ice <device laughs> willing to sacrifice
5: Cain, man. Okay, but, but here, here's the thing, though. I find it interesting <gasps> where you have the Inquisitor come back and saying, what would your rebels think if they knew their leader was a coward? Really. Here's the question. Is Cain the leader or Hera the leader i mean See, that's for what i, right I really now. like cuz
0: i think it's no go say, ahead i was say, i think it's really obvious that Kanan's not the leader no I, i'd argue he might he's kind of the heart maybe he's, or he's the
4: symbol i think
0: yeah, he's the, the front soul. guy
4: that is the oh, one that everybody looks, them looks them to own. and goes yes. get that one he's basically the decoy yes right it's and i, I he's think he's the he's the field general
0: I feel like this is, it says something about the empire and it says a lot about why the rebellion becomes what it is. It's the empire doesn't realize that like they, they see a Jedi. And they assume, Oh, the Jedi are our greatest enemy. No, they're not, not anymore it's the, the, rally, the average right? people it's, for her it's people the Hera, the Bail Organas these are the people that f- create the rebellion yes, it right. ends with Luke which is, you know, a, he's a Jedi and things like that but it is as much Leia and Han and Chewie and R2 and C-3PO the normal people who are the ones Ewoks. who bring them down and the Empire just yeah, Not and
1: the Ewoks. Ewoks.
0: those are the people that bring them down and the Empire just <laughs> never saw it coming
3: well, you know, Steven, you bring up a point that, that resonated with me as well because I was thinking, you know, they talk about certain characters at the end as being a hope. And, you know, we've seen the fact that Ezra's a hope for Kanan, Kanan is a hope for Hera. And I was thinking about the fact, you know, episode four is a new hope. You know, it, that didn't mean that we didn't have any hopes before that. You know, we could have had two, three, four, five other hopes before that. Now, now we've got Luke and he's the new hope. But this is the one guy, okay, this is the I've hope.
1: Got- oh.
0: Guys, yeah. guys, on my bookshelf, I've got like four hopes, but they're kind of old and ratty, and they're not very new. I am not. I don't think we can use them. I think we need to find a new hope that we can put in the display case. I think it'll work a lot better.
3: <laughs> One that's not tainted. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
4: but, um, but the Inquisitor really goes after Kanan, it's basically calling him a coward, uh, which is interesting how he's afraid to put his lightsaber on his belt and um,
5: that's how he, true. he
4: can't save, he couldn't save his master then. he won't be able to save his followers now. All sorts of, uh, all sorts of stuff to try to get,
5: you know, well, I, I think I think he, to me, he like, was almost to an extent mocking him about the you're not gonna put that lightsaber on you. I mean, i will oh, wear yeah. it with it's almost like you're not gonna wear that with pride. I mean here you've got this Inquisitor who's got that really cool lightsaber that everybody thought was great but had that one fatal flaw. Oops, wait a minute. But here you have the, the typical Jedi lightsaber that just just I it, it was great. I mean just it was great. It was great. Just the whole mocking thing. You know? But I, I see it as that maybe the way the Inquisitor was attacking Canon was it's almost like the Jedi now are the rallying point. Yes, you've got everybody underneath them. You've got the Haras, the Bales, and all that. But the Jedi now is like, it's a rally, rallying point that they need to get rid of because there is that hope. So I wanted to throw that in there before we move on to that. Man, you know that chair that he was strapped into when he was being uh, Inquisitor had him looked a lot like the Vader chair from Revenge of the S- uh, Return of the. Ah! Uh, back. And yeah, part, yeah, yeah, part...
0: yeah. Oh no no, yeah, that's where I was going.
5: There. Yeah.
0: Sorry, I know what you're talking.
5: about Yeah, it's all over the place. I mean, you've even seen it in toys too. The same thing. I mean, it's very confusing to figure out and pinpoint exactly where it's at. Right there. <laughs> Sorry, Mark's Mark's pulling
4: toys off his shelf. Uh, I couldn't really see it very well, but a uh, figure of some sort.
3: That's okay. Burn on the table. I got, I got the other one over in the far corner.
4: (laughs) But, um,
0: so the crew of the ghost takes their stolen rebel shuttle and arrives at Mustafar where they wait on Ezra to detect Kanan's presence to make sure that, Hey, we should probably make sure he's there before we, you know, enact this whole plan
5: and then send the codes
0: and then send the codes. Uh, Ezra quickly finds him, although I find it surprising that the Inquisitor doesn't get noticed or doesn't notice them, perhaps. But, well, just uh, how and... powerful is the Inquisitor, then?
5: I mean, that kind of shows you where he is on the pillar of Sith or Force usability. Mm -hmm. Well, and that comes down
3: to a whole side of philosophy there as to, you know, what physics are they going to go with? You know, Legends always adopted more of a however the Jedi was looking at it kind of thing. You had some Jedis that their force tendrils would kind of reach out like little snakes and stuff. So it's like as long as you avoided that one force tendril, you had some like Koran that had spheres of influence and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, we've had examples of mind wipe where, you know, one of them would would use a clock and they would have the clock winding backwards and that would wipe out that time frame from the person. Person's mind, And you have another one that would go into their mind and wipe sections. I mean, just based off of the way the person was coming at it. Now, if those physics uh, or metaphysics come across into canon, you know, that could easily be one of those things where, you know, maybe Ezra just put in a little snake's tendril and the Inquisitor didn't have his little sphere of responsibility up. So, of course, he didn't feel the penetration of Ezra by the force.
1: I was going to say,
0: Mark, thank you. It is nice to not be the only one who cares about Star Wars metaphysics and crazy things like that. <laughs>
5: yeah, I
0: care. <laughs> I just I remember, so really, remember really all the nice. details.
4: I'm sitting there listening to Mark going, you remembered so much more than I did. Wow. I know. I'm that. sitting
5: there just going, what?
4: <laughs> <laughs>
5: yes, I agree.
1: I, I agree. read every word you, you
5: said,
4: but that was an amazing memory. <laughs>
0: very. Very. It um, sounded right to me.
4: But yeah, so, yep. they, so they they realized that Cannon is on, on the ship, uh, however however that happens, and uh, and Sabine sends in her little present, the uh, the TIE fighter, uh, into the hangar bay, uh, and just as the stormtroopers notice it, that's not regulation. I kind of <laughs> like it. Uh,
1: you know,
0: they... but before we go on, I, actually,
1: so hard. I, don't
0: I don't know what it is. I feel like they really nailed all the funny lines in this episode. Yes. Like, yeah, these, all of these things could have been really cheesy, but the delivery, the setup, they all worked perfectly.
4: And, and you and, know what? It's so cool that in the Clone Wars, we would have seen ships like this. Maybe not quite so much paint, but enough personalization all the time. Yeah. See, and I just in wanted the Empire, of them you don't see say, this anymore. You know,
2: back in the day.
4: Yeah. So maybe it was just like I an mean, old tie fire,
2: Troopers right? wouldn't have known.
4: No. No, no. Well, no. if
2: they would had one clone Only, only the, old, day, the old, all the T who uh, <laughs>
4: they used to be in the army. Now. Um, back in my but, day. But that's when the. Back Dad, in my day, we painted our
5: ships. Um, hey, I got my son telling me to stop. I better stop. you Your friend, right, Tom? <laughs> Are you kidding me? I
3: can still pull my E11 up. You, you're not getting me off the front line. You're gonna pull my armor off my dead corpse, son.
1: Uh, I tell you, but, it's
5: not regulation, but I kind of like it. But I didn't expect to see that EMP go off. It kind of got me on the side. So this armor fits a lot better now that I got these depends,
3: and I don't have to go to the refresher as much either. What just happened?
4: <laughs> I have no idea.
3: okay getting this show back
4: on track (laughs) it is far too late for that it is far far too late for that so they set off the emp um and which i thought was interesting in that it not only did it take out the systems which you would expect but it also knocked out the stormtroopers
0: yeah i again not so sold on the tech behind this first of all but to be fair, a Star Destroyer you should they, hangar bay should have tons of extra armor around it because one it's open to space like you don't want people shooting into your Star Destroyer and causing massive failures and two like you know what's in, in hangar bays fuel and fuel explodes like you don't want to take out your entire ship because some stormtrooper accidentally lit a fair, cigarette Steven. while he's trying to well
5: those yeah. aren't regulations Stephen. um but. <laughs> but what you're saying is they didn't learn their lesson from when little, fir- little Anakin Solo went into the Trade Federation ship and uh, let's all
1: back what? it up and no, go. But, uh, wasn't Anakin, see, it e- guy, Wasn't it Echo?
5: Wasn't it but Echo at least... that also went into a ship and did the exact same thing? You're telling me they have not learned well, okay, a lesson Okay, so this is an yet? EMP.
0: So I can... No, but uh, see, here's the thing. Here's the thing. At least when Anakin did it, he flew into that ship for like two minutes. It was a little, while, it was a little ways.
4: To be and to be clear, like there's a difference point. between like you know lighting a fire or explosion and the EMP that they set off, which actually disabled all the systems.
1: Absolutely. Uh, which well, I well, thought was also electric. a big difference. Electric man, electromagnetic 2
4: Technically, do not take out you know people. Storm people. Yeah. They don't usually well, I don't think you
1: knock out. but then again, about, the episode guy did call them EMP like.
4: So maybe they're special.
0: I mean, yeah, here, I Marcus Marcus made made is a question out, for Aaron. So
3: loud it knocked you out.
0: Yeah, yeah Aaron, what, what, what is you know the uh, regulation? Yeah, Hang and, uh... on. So if if your helmet systems went offline, I mean, I, like, does it get really hot in there? and Maybe you just pass out. I mean, <laughs> the fans just us. turned off and they passed out. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, okay. they right. um, they talk about the the whole stormtrooper suits being completely integrated, so the the neck seal is actually part of the helmet and um it, they can actually survive out in space in those suits and um they're actually sealed inside it so it would stand to reason that there are electrical parts within that suit but um I'm not entirely sure about the specifications <laughs>
3: So more like Iron Man, when he gets EMP'd, you just kind of just shut down. They're all sitting there going, well, this sucks. I wish I could get up, but I can't because I'm kind of weak. God, I wish I was a clone right about now and had some real muscles.
1: Okay, but. No, it seemed like it kind of
2: conducted the the charge through them, like physically through their bodies. So like it, it stunned them as well.
5: It basically, from the sound of it, it short-circuited anything that was inside the helmet that was electrical-powered, like a natural EMP would do. And in this case, when it, it happened, maybe it did overload the circuits and there was too much loud noise in their ears, it knocked them out. you, you got to give it that kind of, of leeway. You know, sure, just, sure. just a little bit of leeway.
4: Um, <clears throat> one thing I actually really liked, though, was the camera angle as the Rebels were leaving the ship. Yes.
1: Uh, yes. You know, uh, yes. <laughs> we
4: can ignore the fact that in space, up is a relative term, and so you know the camera pointing basically to the side. Basically, so the way it worked is I turned the camera at basically ninety degrees, uh, so it was like the camera was on its side, uh, and you could see the the um, uh, the heroes basically leaving the ship um at an angle which was really cool kind of showing how yeah they're actually docked up along the side <clears> of the, uh star destroyer but um but I, I just kind of I really like that camera angle and they used it a couple times as well um
1: they used later it on they were on the ship yeah
4: yeah later on chopper receives a transmission from fulcrum and um the shot was really cool because you know well, it starts right. off looking uh at, at that angle again and then the, the, the camera kind of rotates and turns so it's looking you know, flat straight out the out the sh- front of the ship. Chopper kind of rolls toward the camera and turns and the hologram of Fulcrum appears. And the camera starts to swing around Fulcrum. And I was sure they were going to show Fulcrum's face at that moment.
5: No, too soon.
4: And too no, soon. Too soon. Yeah. Too soon. But I just love the camera angles uh, in the ship and the way they, they handle all that. So that, that was really cool. Now, uh,
5: here's what I, I found interesting uh, that, that after. So are you telling me th- this is where I got a little bit confused? Tarkin was coming up and he had the the, the guy that was next to him telling him that they're down life support. They're this, that, and the other thing. And didn't Tarkin mention something about it? he was sending an all clear to the other Star Destroyers yet time is up and I want reinforcements now. No, no no so basically that,
2: No no yeah, he so, was saying okay, he was saying that that he was constantly broadcasting that all clear signal and when it stopped after a certain interval when their power went down then the ships are just automatically going to send reinforcements to him Oh got it exactly yeah, it was a security yeah.
0: measure and it, yeah, okay. I really like that cuz I anytime that they show the case the empire is not being you know dumb as a doornail I really really appreciate it cuz they're not like this is yep. the empire that you know enslaved the entire galaxy and
4: they're not stupid. Or,
0: uh, in Aaron, okay. in the interest of fairness for Aaron, they uh, brought order to the galaxy, but you know they're not stupid, and I like when they demonstrate that. You know, even when they, you know, they shoot and miss. But like, there's the scene where Sabine is running through the, uh, through the hallway, and she's like, "Yeah, we've got plenty of time before they see us, or before they <laughs> find us." And then immediately Stormtroopers come around the corner. Oops. Like it just it showcases that. Yeah, you can have fun with them, but at the end of the day, these are guys you don't want to mess with.
4: Yeah, although, come on, Sabine. As soon as you say that.
0: you got to knock on wood. Although, I guess there's not a whole lot of wood on Star Destroyers, so. <laughs>
4: no, that's the premium Star Destroyer.
0: <laughs> the premium Star Destroyers that come with all leather interiors? Exactly. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I just got to say, you know, how Steven liked the Mustafar scene... When that Star Destroyer went down and you saw it from the outside, just blink, 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 blink systems just shutting down and it going all dark. That, for me, that was a cool look and it was a cool change up to the pace of what was going on. It was like suddenly the Empire was like, oh, they're here. And even the Inquisitor made a comment along those lines, like, oh, they've mm-hmm. taken the bait. And I was like,
1: yes.
0: <laughs> they did a really good job at setting it up. And so, yeah. uh, the crew of the ghost kind of escapes. They're running. They, uh, Manage to trap themselves behind a door. And uh, we get a nice moment, kind of a a Phantom Menace callback with Ezra Mm -hmm. locking the door with his lightsaber. And then another callback from earlier in the season. Ezra jumps up into the ventilation shafts and off he goes to try and find Kanan.
4: I mean, it it wouldn't be a Rebels episode without a good ventilation shaft scene. We haven't (laughs) had one in a while.
1: No, we haven't. And I thought these things smell bad on the outside. That's fine.
4: That's But for, remember for a while, they had one like almost every episode.
1: Yeah, but, in the very beginning that they did. The first half of season it the season was like every episode. Yeah. yeah,
4: every episode was another ventilation shaft scene. Uh, so it's kind of nice that they brought it back. And also, as, as you said, Steven, you know, it felt a lot like The Phantom Menace in terms of, mm-hmm. you know, they were running through the, the hallways and he shoves his lightsaber in to kind of uh, melt the, the lock shut. And then climbed into the ventilation shaft. Um, so very, very Phantom Menace. Uh, but I liked it, uh, and it allowed them to him, uh, Ezra to kind of go off by himself and rescue Kanan, mm. which he
5: does.
1: Now, Spoiler alert. What
5: I, what I found after the rescue, what I found very here you have Hera with Sabine and Zeb running down that hallway by the elevators. Wouldn't you hate to be that troop of stormtroopers when that door opens to see rebels right in front of you and just picked off right there? So well, I, I absolutely hair was scene. just
3: brutal, like throat, oh, shot, yeah. throat shot, throat shot, throat shot, like three yeah. in a row. I'm like, dang,
4: I love totally times because I felt like, um, you know, just the way it was shot and the way that Hera basically runs up to the, the, the turbo lift door. she hits the turbo lift uh, the button to open the doors, and she sees this whole group of stormtroopers, and she just shoots them dead yep. so quickly, boom, 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 boom. Um, and then of course runs away, not, not taking the turbo lift with all the dead bodies. Um, <laughs> what makes and, it?
1: What actually made and, it? And, and, and,
4: hold on, hold on, and the group follows her. You know, from elsewhere down the hallway, and as this group of stormtroopers passes, one guy jumps that out of the turbo lift. I didn't see it the first time I watched the episode, but this one guy jumps out of the turbo, lift like I'm still alive, and then <laughs>
0: joins the chase. Can you can you imagine the dedication of that guy though? Like he just. He's just sitting in an elevator like, oh man, I wonder if we're even going to see the Rebels on this giant Star Destroyer. Opens, his three friends and squadmates immediately (laughs) murdered in cold blood. And what does he do? He jumps out and keeps going. That is dedication. I can just imagine the
4: elevator music. He's just sitting there. They're all waiting in the elevator. Yeah,
3: with the internal (laughs) monologue too.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This is my (laughs) first day.
3: I really hope to see some action. There's all these alarms going off. I think the odds are pretty good. But really, I mean, I'm only one guy. There's like 20 guys in this elevator shaft. I'm really not going to. Oh, my God. Whoa. whoa, Whoa. Hey, guys, wait up. (laughs) He's like, I'm new. Just fall in line.
0: Uh, One day from (laughs) retirement, but it was my first day. (laughs) I don't know. Something there.
3: They're like, what are you new? He's like, as a matter of fact actually so close
0: <laughs> oh god but we after this we get one of the cool more phantom menace kind of references and one of the really really cool scenes which yeah. is ezra and kanan versus the inquisitor the moment they've been building up for really most of this entire season
1: yeah
0: so, i have. mean this
4: is really when the scene when, when the episode goes from good to downright amazing i'd say um, this
3: is the Duel of the Fates moment, right? Here. It
4: really is, it and was, I, man, honestly, it I'm kind of surprised they didn't use yeah. Duel of the Fates in the background you know, for the, as the music. But if um, well, you thing actually I noticed,
3: stop it, play it backwards three times, and then put it, it, it kind of sounds like it. But
5: yeah, <laughs> it's that ring
3: theory, man. It's there. It's just the third loop.
5: <laughs> I I don't want to jump ahead, but there's one thing I did notice about all this. It just goes to show you that Ezra really needs to work on his lightsaber skills Mm because when you watched it a lot of the time he was just blocking he did get into the fight but it was basic blocking plus oh yeah plus Kanan actually did something really cool which i think steven you have a note on there and i'll let you get onto that
1: wait which note is
5: this i think it's your note about how he was going or was it william well, how real Katie quick, while that you out,
3: that out, I, I wanted to mention off of what you were saying, you really notice the difference in training styles when you think about the comparisons from the Phantom Menace to this with Obi Wan and Ezra. You know, Obi Wan who actually had instruction from the young age to a mm-hmm. Patamon, to getting chosen, to becoming an actual full on apprentice and that stuff. And when you watch him hold his own against Darth Maul, it's a totally different type of confidence than what Ezra yes. has. Whereas Ezra's confidence comes more from he knows he's doing the right thing. He just doesn't have the tools to get it done. Right? Uh, you know, in some regards, Ezra really reminds me of, of Zane Carrick from Legends. You know, just being in the right place at the wrong time and, and having just this amazing sense of luck.
4: <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I just loved, um, you know, the – well, the, actually, there's multiple things about the scene that I loved. There – first of all was um, – you know, when when Ezra joins the fight, you could see like the fear on his face as he's blocking mm, mm-hmm. uh the Inquisitor's attacks. Uh and then the Inquisitor jumps at Kanan, and uh, he knocks Ezra out of the way, jumps at Kanan and kicks him with his feet in the chest, like boom-boom, boom, boom, with his with his feet. No, uh quick kicks. Which was such a cool little uh little scene. And and even like when when the fight starts and Kanan looks at looks at because you know he's he's kinda of holding on to Ezra. He doesn't have his lightsaber. He's He's trying to, Ezra's kind of propping him up, and he's like, Can I borrow your lightsaber? And he, he takes Ezra's lightsaber, and he just rushes at the Inquisitor with lightsaber lit. And then he shuts down the lightsaber and starts shooting him with the blaster that's in Ezra's um, hilt. Mm-hmm. And then switches back to the lightsaber again, and then switches back to the blaster, back and forth and back and forth. And it was a really cool way to, to do a fight where you're using both blasters and lightsabers. Uh, at the mm-hmm. same time in the same weapon and kind of you never really know what he's going to do. And so it kind of keeps the Inquisitor uh, on his guard a little bit
1: uh, when it further oh, illustrates totally thrown off. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: Well, and yeah. Ezra, too, was like, I never even thought to do that, which further you know, that illustrates cool. the point that, you know, he is still very green. I mean, he's doing an amazing oh, yeah. job of, of, of picking it up on the run, very Luke Skywalker-esque to that degree. But, yeah, I love the contrast from the things we know from canon, and then we're watching these characters go about it.
0: Mm-hmm. I really hope we see more of that sort of creativity because, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, this is this is the sort of thing that Re- the Rebellion excels at is – unorthodox tactics that the Empire's really not prepared for. And this is something that it clearly threw the inquisitor for a loop, mm-hmm. it, you know, immediately forced onto the defensive and then a lightsaber in your face. He just, he never quite figured out how to deal with it. I think. Yep.
5: Yep. yep. And then there was a point in which <clears throat> as the battle rages on, you have the inquisitor kind of knock Ezra off to the side. And that's when Kanan, you know, Canon sitting there thinking that he's dead and he kind of looks at the uh, Inquisitor and he goes, well, you know what?
0: Ezra takes a, a lightsaber to the face. Like, that blade goes spinning yeah. by him. Yeah, he actually, has,
5: I'm pretty sure he's going to have I, two scars when no, this season's over. I agree with that. You know what? That, after the three times I've seen this episode, I missed that. Because I was trying to figure out where he got those two. Because it is. He's got the two scratches on his face. So I missed that. And thanks yeah, for
0: pointing that out. Yeah, those are lightsaber scars. The Inquisitor, yeah. Inquisitor got a good shot on him.
5: Yeah, that should be a lasting
3: reminder that we should see carry on with the model from here on out. I, Mm -hmm. I, I I mean, at least that's my hope. I really, I'd be kind of bummed if season two starts up and it's gone. I mean, granted, you know, with the Clone Wars, we saw Rex all of a sudden have that kick butt, you know, costume, and we never got anything aside from you know out of universe stuff. Mm
0: -hmm.
4: I'm, I'm sure they're gonna try to release more figures, especially because they're capitalizing on the introduction of certain characters. But before we get to that, you know. <clears throat> Kanan saw Ezra get knocked off and Ezra, he landed on another walkway, but Kanan didn't see that. So he's now thinking that his his Padawan is, has been killed by the Inquisitor. And he's clearly mad, right? He's like, that was a mistake.
2: Uh,
4: Inquisitor says, you know, I don't, why? Cause I no not see so much
2: you. as mad. I, I, I not
4: necessarily I, dark side like, mad, but he was... Go ahead. I'll let you...
2: I, I mean, he was just he he kind of found his center and, and was very focused and was ready to do everything he needed to to stop the Inquisitor because he he didn't have a reason to be afraid of what he would lose because he thought he had lost it.
3: Right. Yeah. My dad, when he watched this, he he didn't like. Kanan's side, he was like, this guy's getting overwhelmed, and I'm like, I'm on, no, no, he just I'm all you're just about to watch him open up, and he's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, I'm all, that was the last string holding him back, I'm like I'm all, you know, there's the whole I was telling him the whole thing was one shall fall, Ezra just fell off the edge, you know, Ezra's the one that fell, and he, you know, <laughs> purposely misleading him, and he's like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, and I'm like, now watch, he's about to cut loose there's nothing left for him to fear and right. that was, that, I mean like I told my dad, I'm like, he's becoming a gen-. that was the moment where Kanan jumps up, and they Inquisitor went behind that instrument panel, and Kanan comes down with the two lightsabers, and he crashes through it. And at that moment, then he jumps up over it again. I'm like, he's going full tilt. I'm like, this is it. I'm like, he's embracing what he was meant to do. And and that gets back to that moment where where the Inquisitor was asking me, "What did your master say? You know, she said to run. Well, this is that moment. He's like, I failed mine. I'm not gonna, you know, I'm gonna correct this. I'm gonna stop this guy. And I, I I I get what you're saying, William, but I, I think he didn't go there. I think in the end he towed the line, and he stayed true to the light, and he mm-hmm. embraced the force.
4: Yep. Oh, definitely.
0: I also I was a little bothered that he apparently thought Ezra had fallen, because, you know, when the scene first happens, like, okay, yeah, that totally makes sense. But when we find out later that Ezra's alive, he fell like five feet onto a platform that is at perpendicular to the one he's on, and he's very clearly visible. Like, yeah, maybe he wasn't moving, but he's like He's clearly not missing, you know, a head or anything obvious.
5: Yeah, but the fall could have broken some bones. You got to take that into consideration. There could have been a droid down there. He could have fallen on, or a stormtrooper was there, and he could have fallen on the stormtrooper. So anything could have. It was a plot point to get Kanan to focus himself and to get himself to this place to basically go after the Inquisitor. That's how I saw it.
3: The obvious solution is the, the first angle when you see him go down, you can't really see anything there. Granted, right. he was obviously like a, a few centimeters below what you could see because he was clearly right there. But the, the thing is, is you're in the middle of a battle between an Inquisitor and a Jedi. And that is some fast lightsaber action. You can't take your eye off the ball very long if you want to keep <laughs> that arm.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, It's hard to argue with that.
3: I mean, you can argue. You're just going to be losing some fingers.
0: <laughs> but as soon as you know, like you said, Mark, this is the point where it, like the fight is on, and the Inquisitor pulls out his little spinning blades again. And I really like that canon just kind of poked his lightsaber in the middle. It's like, hey, you don't have a lightsaber here. And just kind of flicks and immediately takes it, takes the lightsaber apart.
2: You know, all that fancy I spinning he, and what? A- um, <sighs> another one of the. I... lost uh limbs or hands <laughs> uh that but he Star was Wars want to do no no, no. okay I, I didn't think he had I, but it, i
4: wasn't no. i was i was kind of sad to see that lightsaber be destroyed yes. um but my sadness sadness only increased uh,
1: <laughs> I was say, over the next few seconds because when i
4: thought i was sad about that uh you know the lightsaber falls and creates this giant explosion at the, the bottom of the facility.
3: Two sabers.
1: Yeah, exactly. God.
3: You're like, wait, what? <laughs> Dude, you are not putting that weapon of mass destruction I... on my ship. I mean, Moff Tark is like none, no sabers. I'm sorry. It's done. No, fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. Now off with his head.
0: I feel like this is the, really the moment happened. where they <laughs> have to drop the, lightsaber. guys, guys, Apparently, accidents do happen on Star Destroyers, and we should like put shields in that everywhere. We <laughs> did not design this very well. <laughs> It has been three days since our last accident. Okay. Yesterday someone dropped a lightsaber in the reactor. TA, a stormtrooper, put a fork in the microwave and it blew up the ship. We we can't have
3: this. Can't you see like two weeks from now on the Imperial Holonet News, you're like, and this just in, Moff Tarkin lost the Star Destroyer to a lightsaber infringement on its data core. You're like, wait, what? How did that happen? Well, it was all about placement. Apparently, the rebel that was on board, that was a prisoner, escaped and managed to overpower the Inquisitor, thus taking and rendering him useless by a Cutting off his lightsaber and letting it fall down and destroying the shaft, therefore taking out the Star Destroyer. So basically we're not going to take any more Jedi, just shoot them all on sight. You're right though, I mean the Inquisitor
4: basically single-handedly took out the Star Destroyer because... Oh,
3: Kanan. Kanan!
4: Wow, he... he... Single-flickedly!
0: <laughs> so what you're saying is the Inquisitor is actually a rebel spy? This is all a big plot point? Well,
4: <laughs> it was Did all you...
0: intentional. It was an inside job! think so
4: except so the inquisitor falls back he stumbles backward is now clinging to the side of this platform uh looking up at canon and canon brings his crosses his lightsabers and kind of brings them toward the inquisitor and he looks up and he says you have no idea what you've unleashed here today there are some things far more frightening than death
1: Whoa, Sith.
4: And then he just lets go and falls, presumably to his death. Well, uh, he's although got... we don't see his body technically, yeah. so he could
3: have he survived. He landed on that
0: ramp.
3: He was knocked out for five minutes. It blew up within four. Unfortunately, he was incinerated in his sleep.
0: I don't know. I've, I have not seen a body. I don't okay <laughs>
5: I mean, But you also don't see the enemy. Emperor's body, too. You only see him, like, fall, That's fall, true. fall. That's true. We haven't all seen all Episode 7 yet. Go... Yeah. And, and, and Maul. Hey. Let's not forget Maul here. Maul's come back. That's true. He has come back from the dead. How many times so far? Once? Plus. Twice? Enough?
0: <laughs> twice? Three times? I don't know. But no, until I see a body, I believe the Inquisitor's still alive.
4: I was so sad to see him die, though. So I, I kind of hope he's still alive. I mean, I get why they had to kill him off. They've got bigger know, things not- in store now,
1: but okay, I'm just gonna but- say it.
4: I'm gonna say it. The Inquisitor, I think he was my favorite character on Rebels. Uh, I just really, yeah, I, I really liked his Actually, character. I thought he was very ominous and threatening, and just kind of a cool character. He's like the bad guy you love to hate, you know. Um, it's the eyes and. I, I just loved every scene he was in. Every single scene that he was in kind of uh, was like infinitely better than the rest. Uh, Jason Isaacs did such a good job voicing him and the animation and everything. Mm. And I am really, really going to miss having him on the show.
3: Not me. I'm glad he's gone. I mean, you, you have oh, to you get rid Mark. of him. The story group are sitting on things. One That's of them. The How many man. Inquisitors are there? They weren't going to tell us. The only way to find out is to off this one so another one can step in. And you know what? I'm thinking someone like Pong Krell will be pretty cool to see right about now. Four arms. Give me a forearm. Sith Inquisitor. I mean, you know, let's and, and give this one a name because this guy, as cool as he was, I mean, let's face it here. He was basically five points of articulation. Nobody bought this character. Oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> He just, oh, God. was cool. Like, they that really dropped the
1: ball.
3: I mean, you know they're going to bring him back because because he was a one-season, one-and-done. He's the Darth Maul Boba Fett of this series. They're going to be like, well, let's bring him back. And they're going to wait till the fifth season, and they're going to have, like, no purpose but to bring him back except for so Willie could go, yes! Ah, he's back! And I'm going to be like, face Paul,
5: no! And I'll, by that time, he'll come back with seven points for articulation because he'll finally have his knees bent. So, pro tip bad is- guys,
4: if you're going to get into a lightsaber fight with a double-bladed lightsaber on a bunch of catwalks, Chances are you'll die. Yeah. You might get one of the heroes too. Maybe you'll nick <laughs> him in the face. Maybe you'll stab him through the heart. Um, but uh, chances are you're just going to die. So don't ever don't engage. Don't play seasons. light through a fight that way. on catwalks.
3: Well, see, it was all about the angles. What we didn't know was the Star story was already tipping and Kanan had the high ground.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> no. Good one. No. Good one. No. Good one no oh, please boy no okay. um oh god
4: anyway yeah i was very very sad to see him die uh so why do you think he fell to his death uh mark any theories
3: oh man like this one why That's... did he let go well, I, that's why I want to know more about this Inquisitor core here, you know? Are they like the Power Rangers for Darth Vader? I mean, you know, is, is he going to just throttle him really good here? When, I mean, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, I'm like, you know, Palpatine's got Vader pretty scared. And I'm thinking there's got to be a pecking order here. And, you know, I mean, what was it that Target said? Oh, gee, it'd be nice if we had someone who specialized in Jedi. And, of course, you know, now these Jedi have gotten through his fingers. I mean, yeah, I'd be falling to my death, too. I wouldn't be... Vader's coming, you know, he knows Vader's coming, he's like, okay, this is going, this is going bad, boss is gonna show up any minute here, and mm, last guy that screwed up uh, yeah, he's dead, um, I'm just gonna take the quick route, uh,
1: bye so, so I mean, just look what he did, just look show. what the
4: Inquisitor did to Oresco and, 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 and Miles
5: Grinch, right? Oh, yeah, wow. by the way, by the way, did you guys actually go back to that scene and watch it in slow motion, if you could, they actually, you don't see, but you see, the look on the face, just briefly you see this look of like total shock on the face before the camera cuts away yeah oh god it was just so cool to look at
0: Uh, mark i i think you've got something i think we're gonna see the inquisitor back with a goatee as i don't know inquisitor leopold or something like that like (laughs) oh no totally totally different than that last guy he was he was terrible no lord (laughs) vader I'm, i'm here to help
5: it's his brother. Now, now, remember, remember, when he puts his fingers like this, do the choking motion. <laughs> well, you know, it could be exactly. something even more sinister. I mean, what if,
3: you know, season two starts out and we're in, you know, Coruscant, we're in the Emperor's throne room and he's got this little crystal and all of a sudden the crystal starts swirling and then you're like, oh, hey, what the heck is that? And then this, this form comes out of it and you're like, oh, it's the Inquisitor. And then it shifts and you're like, oh my God, it's the sun. And then it shifts again and And then all of a sudden it's the third inquisitor. And you're like, (gasps) Palpatine's got the son as a slave. Oh yeah, not gonna happen, but what if?
5: But you know what? We could find out at celebration because season one season two, episode one will premiere there. We will find out very soon. Yes,
4: we will. Yes, we will.
5: I'll probably be outside going, What happened, guys? I am late, ain't I? I'm late. (laughs) No, we'll
3: drag you there. We'll make sure you're there. I'm gonna hold you to that. If I miss it, I'll be like,
4: if you're not there. I'm gonna pull an Inquisitor on you, and <laughs> <laughs>
1: you'll we'll join my.
4: You'll out. join Aresco and and okay. Oh,
5: so so let's just let's just get to the point to where the ship is blowing up. So our heroes have to get out. So the first thing they do is you've got Hera Zeb and Sabine. Well, they hijack the Sabine. TIE fighter. They're out of the ship. So, at that point, once they leave the ship, you've got Kanan and Ezra. They come running into the bay, and they see there's no TIE fighters around. It's like, hey, there's one left. It's the Inquisitor's ship. And one of the best lines in the whole episode, Ezra says, well, he's not going to use it. (laughs) And then then Kanan, kid, you worry me. I'm like, yes!
3: (laughs) But... Was anyone else as excited as I was for the fact that they have the Inquisitor's ship? I'm like, look at the tie. It's back. They got a tie. They got the Inquisitor's ship. And then, and then the next scene, we see the ghost. Well, okay, I'm jumping a little bit ahead. but yeah, I to yeah, wait, hang on, hang on, wait, wait, wait. hang on. Hold on, hold hold on, on. on. Oh, no, I just want to talk about something that's stop, stop, stop. outside ships, nothing characters. We see the ghost docking with one of the other ships and those TIE fighters. It was a really cool moment of seeing the way that ships dock in flight. Not yeah. something that you see generally in Star Wars. And I was like, dude, that is cool. I was like, wow. It was like a little space station traveling in hyperspace
0: mark only you and i would
2: be that amazed by how (laughs) ships dock together in hyperspace yeah let's not do the hyperspace conversation again Uh, (laughs) let's (laughs) not okay let's not well it's an
0: interesting question because i mean how do ships actually okay
2: okay yeah yeah. (laughs) okay please
0: please no but i was gonna say i okay speaking actually i'm gonna do something totally different
1: my first my
0: only problem with this is we know the TIE Fighters don't have atmosphere because that's why TIE Pods wear the helmets with the breathing tubes is because the Empire was too cheap to actually pay for life support. I have problems <laughs> with the fact that they're capable of breathing while they're out there flying.
1: Maybe they okay. had
3: Maybe. minimal life support. Maybe it was like, you have five yeah. minutes of oxygen in this pod and then we're all going to die. So, well, if we last more than six minutes, we're always anyway.
5: That fight lasted more than five minutes, I'll tell you that. But know, Steven, it wasn't that, that bad. Steven, What have I said many, 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 many many times when it comes to some of these episodes? It's the suspension of disbelief. You gotta set it aside. (laughs) No, it's called continuity. Stick to it. Story group canon. Story group canon. Story group canon. One continuity. One continuity. One continuity. One continuity. If you're talking continuity here, they've already kind of got themselves stuck in a pickle because they said one thing about Hera at one point, because didn't somebody say it was one way in a book, and all of a sudden now the story group says no, that her father no. is actually this, instead of supposedly no. the uncle?
3: We yeah, thought no, that was the four. case.
5: It was yeah. it was Shelly Shapiro at one of the comic cons that
3: made the statement about it being the niece, and she okay. was mistaken. Pablo has officially stated that official sources state that it is, in fact, uh, Chom's daughter, or Cham's daughter.
5: Okay. Alright. Yeah, I thought I, the same sorry. thing.
3: I was like, oh wait, somebody said that was in a book, and, and no, it came back. It was actually something that was stated at uh, one of the Comic-Cons.
5: Okay, well, thank you for the clarification, because that part, I did miss. I, I yeah, I did miss. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm watching. I'm like, what? Yeah. dude, if we have one retcon, I'm gonna be like, why did we kill Legends? <laughs> why?
3: <laughs> why? We sacrificed Don't. it, also this retcon system could be thrown away!
5: Don't start. Don't start.
0: Anyway, okay. So <laughs> I don't even okay. know where we so, are anymore So
2: they're
3: trying to escape the stormtroopers By throwing and a small grenade Which was a great smoking gun
4: Yeah so so they, they, they Exactly uh, they, they had us outside with it high fire In front of them Sorry
2: I just Aaron, go ahead. Very. Yeah it was just very uh, uh, Hilarious that they just Stand there and watch as this <laughs> Detonator is rolling out in the middle of them Oh what is that I don't know what is this form. smoke grenade boom <laughs> but i have to say
4: as, as funny as that was just watch them like stunned and kind of see this thing roll at their feet um what's this um i did like seeing the smoke uh kind of come up from that and then they're like looking around through the smoke trying to find the rebels and they're just beautifully shot and and lit so i, I really like that um and then you know we actually had a nice callback well, first they escape in Sabine's Tie Fighter, as Steven mentioned. There's the whole life support rant, and you know, fitting three people in one Tie Fighter. Uh, and I love how they like knock over the ladder as they're taking off. But something I probably liked even more was the uh, the moment with Tarkin. Yes. And yes, the one. the Imperial officer walks up to Tarkin, and is like, Sir. The ship is not in a good state. The power core and the hyperdrive are damaged and overheating. The ship's not gonna last long. And Tarkin says, "Evacuate at a moment of triumph." No! I think you overestimate their chances. Oh no, wait, that's a New Hope. No, in this one he, actually, one, he
0: actually, yeah, he
4: was like, let's "Get the hell
0: out of here." You know what? That's actually not a bad idea. Let's do that. <laughs> Never can be too after all. It's it's a nice subtle callback <laughs>
4: to a New Hope. With you know, if you're not really paying attention, you probably might, you might not notice it. But um, just the fact that Tarkin's not always stupid, you know.
0: See, I just I wish it was the ship is going down because you see it's sticking to the atmosphere. Tarkin's like, "Can our evacuate our moment? I'm trying? Of course not!" And then the ship, you know, writes itself. The lights come back on. He's like, "See, I told you it'd all be fine." <laughs>
5: <laughs> hilarious. So, so basically, what you're saying is you expect it to be almost robot chicken-ish at that point.
0: Yeah, that's okay. well, you know, true. It really would have been
3: wants much. to stay on the Death Star. You know? It really like... would have
5: been. Yeah. So, yeah, as, as they're
4: flying away, we get this really cool shot of the targeting computer, oh you know, getting ready to take out Sabine's tie. And that's when uh, Kanan and Ezra and the Inquisitor's tie come in and very much like the Millennium Falcon in A New Hope f- swoop in and blow up the tie that was about ready to kill them, saving the day. Um and I, so this oh. yes steven
0: sorry no continue i'll i'll go in a moment and then you Do get it.
4: the next shot which i'm sure steven absolutely loved <laughs> i wish you guys could see his face right now he's freaking out
0: <laughs> yeah, um,
3: evening, ear I to ear sure. where... he's like, that's on my phone buddy <laughs> where you see
4: just dozens of tie fighters flying at the camera away from the star destroyers
0: this entire sequence was just, it was everything I ever want in a space battle.
1: Mm-hmm. We get,
0: for, there's the first of all, the shot with our two friendly TIE fighters running away, pan to the shot of all of these TIE fighters swarming, pan to the start two I think it's one or two Star Destroyers with their lights on, kind of giving chase, with Tarkin Star swarming in the background starting to sink into the planet. It is a beautiful shot. It is fantastic. Matched. Sorry, superseded only by the shot that comes next as three Rebel Blockade runners, Chopper in the Imperial Transport and the Ghost, fly in. And like, save the day. And save the day. And it's just, it's shot perfectly. The Rebel Blockaders aren't doing what they do. They're just, it's the perfect, like, bypass shot as, you know, they swing around in a loop, take out the TIE Fighters, fly away. I, like, I could not have been happier. Like, I, like, I have, like, uh, oh, well, I just have no words. Well, the one it, thing it, that it...
3: punctuated it all was the fact that while all of it's going down, they're like, Spectre 3, where are you at? I can't reach Chopper. Where's Chopper? And you're like, mm-hmm. where the hell's Chopper? What are you? You psychopathic little droid. Did you really. <laughs> you know you're like where's the getaway driver oh my god he's over there at dunkin donuts what the hell is he doing (laughs) and then all of a sudden he comes blazing in with the fleet and i was just like holy shit the drink elite army you know i was i I don't know that was the moment where i was like out of my seat i i don't know i've got this this soft spot for the droids man and when he had that moment and all those ships come flying through plus the fact you had so many Carillion Corvettes, all blue with the white. You're like, so Sundred Heart, Ford? <laughs> oh, it doesn't make sense. Okay, there's so many different versions. Okay, I get it now. All right.
4: <laughs> it, it really was that scene when, like, you know, you, you think all hope is lost, or at least, you know, they're going to have to escape on their own. And it's not Chopper, it's Chopper and a fleet of rebels that you didn't even think existed in the galaxy. Mm-hmm. And it's just such a great great scene and you just get that feeling like yeah you know go rebels uh and it's the really the first time we're introduced a... to the rebellion basically
5: in uh, this the only show I missing was a dozen donuts <laughs> no,
3: what we need is we need like a gi joe call we need, we need a rebel yell you know
5: <laughs> Oh, it was, it was it
4: was so good
0: it was perfect
4: and like... and then they they dock and you get this cool scene with uh you know, Kanan and Hera embrace, and, and Chopper, like snickering in the background. Uh, Tom,
5: well, you do you did miss something which I thought was a really cool shot. A Tie Fighter actually going into hyperspace because there was that shot within uh, the Inquisitor's Tie Fighter of Kanan and Ezra before they jumped. You got to see that because Tie Fighters naturally don't go to hyperspace. Well, didn't they connect naturally? They, the they connected. Ship before... Right. I'm sorry. They connected yeah. to the to the the. Commandeered ship, the, 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 ship. The, the tie transport, right, and that was pretty cool to see that just all of a sudden disappear like that. And then after that, which I thought was very cool too, you see them actually exit the tie fighters coming through tubes into the hallway. Mm-hmm. That yes. I thought was really cool. Yeah, so, that yeah. that was awesome. Yeah, and they now you can get on to your next point about the hug. They gotta get to those little things first. Well, so you know they they quickly
4: embrace. And Chopper's kind of snickering in the background. And that's when they're like, well, because they're on the Imperial transport. They're like, well, who's who's piloting the ship?
3: Wait, you're and not going to talk about the embrace? You're going to jump right yeah. past
1: that? Okay, I mean, go ahead, Mark. Let's do it. Let's do it. Wait, <laughs> Let's go, Mark.
3: Let's... I'm like, dude, okay, somebody's pulling some wool over some shippers' eyes here. Because one minute they're lovey-dovey deer hugging each other. And I'm like... I don't know man, like this in the no, relationship going?
0: No, no no no. See, I it was way back at the beginning of season one. Uh Teresa myself and I'm um, was it I think it was Eric from the Force.net were talking to Yeah I'm blanking on her name. Um Vanessa Williams. Yes. No, not Williams. Marshall. Marshall. Uh, I don't know why yeah, I said Williams. <laughs> anyway. Um, yes, and I believe Teresa asked that very question. Uh, of the voice actors of hair and she said that no she, you know that's there's not you know or she's not at least ready to talk about it but you know that's just the way hair is she calls everyone dear she's kind of that motherly figure and there's nothing there or at least nothing in And they've well, been they that
3: but I keep yeah, saying just, you just look at it. that there just saying there is hi. body language man and Kanan's <laughs> body language is speaking.
0: Well yeah but Kanan <laughs> he, hey we okay, saw Kanan the new but, dawn. You, you, you that really is not dawn saying though, anything. Yeah. Yeah. Kane's okay. body language would do that for anyone. Oh, <laughs> Kanan does not, not that, uh, I don't know, uh, work here.
3: See, are you just trying to say Kanan's a just supposed to roll with it. <laughs>
5: <laughs> okay. So. He's
3: a little easy and important. Is that what you're trying to tell me? <laughs> There's no Disney romance here. God, you're breaking my heart again, Steven.
0: So <laughs> what I'm here for Well, not really. Next, you're going
3: to tell me Ezra isn't Aladdin, man. (laughs) 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 Breaking my heart, man. You're going to tell me next the droids are remote operated or something and they're not real.
1: (laughs) You don't don't even
0: know what Disney is building towards the grand reveal that Star Wars did happen in a galaxy far, far away a long time ago because it's actually – this is the background for every Disney movie ever. (laughs) Just – Every single one happened in the Star Wars universe. You just didn't know.
1: Aladdin is myself. a descendant it, 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 of Ezra. They will
3: say flat out that there's no relationship there, but they're, they're they hold on to each other just a second too long, you know. And I'm, I stop and I'm like,
2: look at chest. Avatar,
3: you know, both versions, had they had the final romance.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah. She had that hand on his chest when they pulled away, and she was looking over the shoulder, trying to figure out. Wait a minute. Because it wasn't it wasn't it Ezra or Sabina said, wait, if we're here on the transport and choppers here uh, tr- flying the transport, then who's flying the ghost? So Nobody.
1: Important. Well, no, now, you know, <laughs> now this...
3: well, did any yeah. of you guys think that there was a twist there, though, when the hologram showed up? Because I, I thought that was the reveal. I was like, I knew it.
1: I knew it. Oh, wait, I thought it was oh, locked. Right? I don't,
0: no no hang on because first we get the well who's in the rebel blockade runners and we get uh, Bail Organa our dear friend. Hera introduces the, him to the rest of the crew. Uh, the most of the crew finds out. Oh by the way, we're actually a cell, which they didn't know.
4: Which was still Is really rebel cell? really cool though. You know. I don't know. I mean, you've got the hologram of Bail Organa. You have the contingent of rebel soldiers in classic Macquarie outfits uh, you know, kind of, uh, standing along the hallway. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Mark,
3: That was me the whole moment. I was just, I was bouncing and clapping. I'm like, this is so much fun. And we hadn't even got to the best part. Like I was totally buying into the fact that, that that was fulcrum at that moment. And then they're like, wait, that's not fulcrum. Like I, and the whole buildup of the playoff of the fact that they didn't even know they were in a rebel cell, you know, Sabine, she's like, I knew it. You know, like she's been digging at this this whole time. You know, she's like, finally, yeah. justification. And they and they give right. you a little bit of the insight to, you know, things that that as a Legends fan, you kind of knew how the rebellion worked in the cells and the way that that operated. But it was kind of cool that you found out that they were able to come together in a bigger group oh. as well. So it was like, oh, man, I look at behind the curtain.
0: And, Let me and, ask you guys. So we we see Bail Organa kind of and sending R two and C three P O in, and I believe it was the first episode. Did Hera only establish contact with Fulcrum and Bail after the first episode, or was it, were they
4: already a group? I thought, I I thought she's been working with them for a while. That, yeah, was, I, that, that was my
0: interpretation. Because remember,
4: even back in a New Dawn, I think she was working.
3: Yeah, well, she was working she, with somebody. Yeah. They She's didn't say it was someone. Fulcrum, but she right. was working for someone. Yeah, yeah. She was there on a mission. Uh, she was already tasked with things. She was looking for other rebel uh rebellions. She was looking for other rebellions out there and trying to get them all. Hey, join my rebellion. It's the one against the Empire, the true Empire. Let's do this. <laughs> no, but- <laughs> no, no. My
0: rebellion against gluten free food is far more important.
5: <laughs> no, 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 no. My rebellion because I just want to rebel, okay? Come on. My rebellion anyway. <laughs> So. Ezra
0: was originally supposed to be part of the teenage rebellion. It was totally different. <laughs> they were
5: gonna go follow the Beatles. Oh, forget that. Let's continue.
4: <laughs> oh man. Um But but it, yeah, it's just I, I really enjoyed it and, and getting everybody's reaction and you know, Cannon's talking about how you know he, he barely met Bale Organa. And, and you know didn't even know. It's uh, like, how, how do you know of us? And if you remember in that episode, he, he talked about how, you know, I guess I think R2 had recorded uh, their right. activity in the episode. And so he kind of watched it um, and, and, and checked out what they were doing. But uh, yeah, it, it, it's really cool to see Bale up here as a hologram. But even cooler... Is seeing a certain, and, and Aaron's like almost oh, squealing right wait, now. Wait, to hang see on on. camera.
1: You're saying, okay, wait, wait. Wait, uh, wait, wait. Wait, Let's have Aaron bring this one out.
0: No, no, you have to wait for <laughs> a moment. I'll let Aaron do it. But So, William, you're saying even peel would have been a bigger surprise?
1: Oh <laughs> Sorry, you
0: said even, and I just couldn't resist. Anyway, Aaron, please.
1: For <sighs> the oh, record. Oh,
2: goodness.
4: That wasn't me. For the record. <laughs> um, but. <laughs> yeah. We see a certain. Well, let's just say we see Fulcrum come down the ladder. And it's none other than.
2: Ahsoka Tano. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I. She. I, I heard her voice before I actually saw her. Mm-hmm. And. Yeah, I was squealing and screaming. I didn't hear anything that she said after that, so I had to watch it <laughs> like 15 times. Because I kept screaming, and. Oh my gosh. I was. Over the moon, unbelievable! I, I I had really steeled myself against her actually being fulcrum because we'd well, exactly seen a couple about it so much. Yeah, but... yeah, so much. And and we had I think I'd mentioned this the last time I was on your show. We had been, um, you know, from the start of Rebels, they had been pretty adamant that it was going to be you know completely separate from Clone Wars. It wasn't going to rely on a lot of characters or a lot of uh, continuity from that. It was Rebels was going to be its own show. So I was like, well, surely they're, you know, they won't be able to, or they can't, or they they won't uh, use Ahsoka in Rebels as much as I wanted it to, as much as it would have been awesome. So I I was I was really trying to set myself up for not being disappointed because let's face it, I am still suffering from the Clone Wars so, uh, <laughs> disappointment. But <laughs> I mean, come on, the armor uh, was too cool. <laughs> <I don't laughs> well, agree. that was one one of the things, yes so yeah but, I yes. mean,
4: let's so, let's so talk ahsoka. about this uh ahsoka she's back not a not necessarily a surprise because we all kind of figured based on the clues that had been left and we, we've talked about this for almost the whole season speculating who's fulcrum ahsoka was the front runner but it was still so good to actually see it confirmed
1: yes i think I, i'll admit
4: beautiful i watched the scene four times and i kind of started to tear up four times uh, oh, I every was... single time I was like so <laughs> happy to see Ahsoka come back because she really didn't deserve what happened to her at this, the Clone Wars series finale and I mean that was it right that she just disappears and she leaves the Jedi Order and that's it I don't know what happens to her
3: I don't know. I mean, she deserved what she got. She was told, hey, you're a Jedi. She said, you know what? I don't like what it is to be a Jedi anymore. I'm going to walk away. Put her in a perfect position to avoid being massacred with the rest of the Jedi. And then she Absolutely. was like, hey, you know what? I was kind of in the right spot. They weren't really Jedi. I guess that means I was a Jedi the whole time. So maybe I should continue doing what I was doing since I did actually pass the test and there's no other Jedi around. I guess I'm the Jedi Order now. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, you know, I so like – not that I, I didn't like Ahsoka particularly much in the beginning of the, of the Clone Wars, although it certainly got better and I enjoyed her by the end. I was never like a huge Ahsoka fan. I'm just, I'm very, very happy that we're going to actually get some sort of closure to her arc. Mm-hmm. I, I certainly hope so. If Rebels gets canceled now with Ahsoka's arc left un, <laughs> oh, unfinished, don't I'm going to be really care. upset. I
5: don't think, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think that's going to happen. I'm
3: knocking on think... wood right now.
5: Yes, thank I, I... you. <laughs> there's, there's, there's too much wrapped up in the series right now to just pull a, pull a clone wars on it. But I, I'm looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to, and this is going off the, the topic a bit when it comes to Ahsoka, because they've kind of hinted on what she's going to look like in season two. I'm looking forward to her silver colored or white colored lightsabers. Cause I think listening yeah. to uh, rebels recon, that's going to say an awful lot. Because it, I think it's also it's also a nod to, because I thought about this, the Legends comic, because didn't the Imperial Knights also, their mm-hmm. lightsabers weren't colored, the lightsabers were also white or yes. silver. yeah. So I don't know if they're going to be tying anything to that, I think it's cool, but I think that says an awful lot, because she's not a Jedi, so if oh, yeah. you're not a Jedi, then technically you don't have, maybe the color of the blade is specific to, you saw the Sith is red... And the Jedi are different colors. But if you're not a Jedi but still real life saber, lightsaber, you're just neutral. Right. No, So, that's, so, that's so
4: the we're... introduction of Ahsoka brings in so many interesting dynamics Absolutely. that mm-hmm. you know you wouldn't have gotten in Rebels otherwise, right? So I, I, the first obvious one is okay, – so you brought the lightsabers. Does she – if she still carries her lightsabers around, does she consider herself a Jedi or at least a force user of some sort? She hasn't like completely given up everything that has to do with a Jedi. Because the lightsaber is basically the symbol of the Jedi. She's, so she, she's still carrying around the symbol of the Order that in many ways kind of betrayed her
5: uh, and turned their back on her. And it would be um, the same thing with Asajj Ventress too, because Ventress that is, is still true. around. Exactly. Ventress technically is not a Sith she is now a bounty hunter but still oh and then you can also get to if she's still around um who's the other bounty hunter with um no she's cad still, bane. not cad bane arcing Singh, yes because Singh, yes. didn't she also wield a lightsaber no
3: yes but no I, well
5: well well she did in legends
4: in, back, <laughs> in Legend, that back in the backstory
5: got yeah. okay yeah sorry around. okay Just i i little... got okay I'm two for three, guys. <laughs> um,
1: but, it is
5: late.
0: We've been going for a while. Everyone's No
4: but Jeez. you know, so 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 she's got a lightsaber. Does she consider herself a Jedi? If she does, kind of consider herself a Jedi. Um, you know, will she want to train Kanan and Ezra? Will she be kind of serving a mentor? Because Kanan doesn't always feel capable of training. Um, does he feel like he can? Uh, does he want Ahsoka to train him? Does he know who Ahsoka even is? I mean, he That's was pretty dude. young during the time of Order sixty six, but I have to assume, you know, he was old enough to survive on his own at that point. I forget how old he was. Um, probably what nine ish,
5: maybe. No, I think we'd have to, we'd have to pick up seven.
4: Because well, do you remember Mark how old you. Kanan was?
3: Kanan? Do they
4: say how old he was during Order sixty six? I forget.
5: No,
3: I think he was about 14 yeah
4: so that's why I guess like 9 to 14 ish um yeah. so he has to have been old enough I think to know of Ahsoka right Ahsoka was Anakin Skywalker's Padawan mm-hmm. the chosen one yeah she would have been known around the Jedi oh, yeah. temple
3: oh all, all, um, the, all the other Padawans would have known her I mean we've exactly. seen other ones like yeah. that so right
4: um so I have to imagine that Kanan knows who Ahsoka is and I just cannot wait to see his reaction, like once he act, what you know, does he does he realize I, this? Does does he care? Does he want her to kind of well, train him? Does she even want to train them? Because she's kind of.
3: I'm not you sure You guys about have heard that. of this ring theory, right? I mean, what oh, if yeah, we ring find ring out theory. that Ezra is the Luke, Kanan is the Ben Kenobi, and Ahsoka is the Yoda?
0: I'm, I am. I've not heard on. of that. I don't buy necessarily that canon will recognize ahsoka i feel like we see in this episode that he doesn't seem to know who she is
4: we didn't get much mm-hmm. time I, I agree he didn't make the connection no, but
0: it, right it, this away is the sort of thing like you would immediately like well you would know i don't know just, I
4: mean, it's a gruda she's 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 much that's older. something he was, i
3: threw up on my own facebook years page ago. because when we watch the episodes with mortis we see a future a potential future of her and it I mean, the way that the painting, the stripings of her tendrils and stuff, they've changed. The facial tattoos have changed. It made me immediately question, Okay, was that not tattoos? Was it actually makeup? Uh, Because, I mean, yeah, you could say it's an animation style, but there are no way if that was a tattoo that, that the face changing could be the same thing. Unless it was a makeup. I mean, because it just overlaps in spots where there would be white. So there was those kind of changes. And I know that the Rebels recon, uh, recon had mentioned that that uh, the skin changing is one of those things that as she grows older, I kind of liken it to like how a fawn loses its spots kind mm-hmm. of thing. But it is one of those things that it definitely changes what you would have thought she may have looked like. So, yeah, maybe Kanan doesn't recognize her because she doesn't look as how we would have thought she would have looked or as how not... the vision looked.
4: I mean, to be fair, she did say her name, but mm-hmm. it's been like, what, 15 years? So it's there's it a good chance that he's like you know, he's forgotten and then eventually it'll click and he's like, Oh, Ahsoka, whoa. Um uh, so I, I don't know. I, I'm very interested to see this dynamic because I, I have to imagine he's heard of her at some I, it point.
5: It has to be if she was the apprentice to um Anakin.
4: Yeah. It, and, and the whole controversy, have... can't you imagine like the whole Jedi Temple was whispering about what was happening yeah. to Ahsoka
1: mm-hmm. uh,
4: at the oh, yeah. at the end. Right? she betrayed
0: the Jedi. Ah,
4: you know? Like, so th- had to have been going around.
0: The, I think you, that's kind of the second dynamic we're going to see. And I guess this is... We still haven't really covered this. But obviously Darth Vader show is at the end. We'll discuss that more in a moment, I assume. But now we have Darth Vader and Ahsoka again in Ding, ding,
4: two. ding, 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 ding.
0: This is the one I think is going to be really, really interesting to see. First of all, how they deal with it. If they deal with it. Like, maybe they're not going to interact at all. But... Well, Okay. it's Uh, possible they've
4: got to interact and we'll we'll save this we'll save this for our speculation on season two so i think i think we'll hold off on this discussion just for a couple more minutes but mark you mentioned ahsoka looks different now um i want to ask you and and aaron what do you think of ahsoka's new look
3: i was kind of a little bummed because i was kind of hoping it would be something we'd I, i don't know i mean granted i'm trying to keep my opinion on the aspect of it's The differences in the style of animation is what I don't like. She went from having a more rounded face to a very skinny and slender face. And while the tattoos kind of look like they are, it does look like they go up more underneath what kind of a crown she has. So there's that angle. Uh, But I I like the the natural look to the stripings and stuff. Um, You know, she definitely looks like she's been on her own for a while, kind of mean and lean in that regard. Uh, but but it does also, with her showing up and it being one of those things where I wasn't actually expecting her but kind of hoping secretly, I wouldn't at all now at this point be surprised come December that we find out that someone carrying a broadsaber is Darth Maul.
4: And do you think she looks closer to her younger self or the older vision self we saw near the end of the Clone Wars or something completely different? Because there is a different animation
3: I, style. I got to go completely different because, like I said, I shared a picture on my Facebook page for Stars Beyond the Films where I've got young Ahsoka from the Clone Wars and then I've got the picture of her from Rebels. And then next to a bigger picture is the vision of the future and the vision of the future. You can tell. Yeah, that's Ahsoka. Uh, the Rebels one. I, I could give Kanan the look. Like he might not have recognized her by look based off of that version. But the name, that's gonna be a little harder to get around. Because yeah, I didn't quite see Ahsoka. I mean, yeah, I saw the similarities enough, but again, I get back to the, the big things that, that rub me raw, I have to say, are animation style.
4: Hmm. Yeah, no, I, 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 I have to Aaron, mark on wh- that What do you think? One.
2: I I now that I'm looking at the two comparisons, I I found a I don't know if it was on Facebook or somewhere. It has the uh, adult Soka from Rebels and her um, vision version, the the older version, her vision. Um, now the differences are a little bit easier to see. And I think I asked this on Twitter the other night if we have seen any other um, any other Tagruda on Rebels yet. Is she the first one that we've seen? I think. Yeah, I know we saw a lot sure. of, yeah she is. And we saw a lot of adults on clone wars, but obviously that's going to be a, a bit of a different style. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm.
4: yeah, her face is, is much more rounded. I'm looking at it now. She's got that, that little headpiece also that she almost like a crown type thing that she's wearing, um, which might, which kind of changes the shape of her face a bit. You know, it's, it's a little more rounded at the top instead of pointed in the middle. Um, mm-hmm. well and I think and, her, her, and the, the patterns are very different to mm-hmm. be sure
2: I think the the difference in her face might be just because she is older it's kind of her, her face kind of elongates a little bit yeah and that that's just I don't know that could be a stylistic choice that they made I and like I said earlier I just think she's gorgeous anyway but <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah yeah I uh, you know, I'm not uh, pick
0: so I'm looking at it now and I didn't like her when I saw her in motion. I actually like the Rebels version more than I like the Visions version. Yeah, oh I completely To be agree. honest. I, I I'm really weirded out by that, but I, I think it looks a lot better.
4: <laughs> I remember not really liking the Visions version in general back when it aired.
3: Like, well see the you, tattoos are what what I like about the vision ones they you know you see those facial tattoos and you're like oh okay ahsoka you see the other ones and you're like okay they look like they could be you know added to except for the placements all wrong you know the part that's in the forehead granted you know the the rebels version of it it's got that crown thing on the top but where it divots out that's uh, significantly different and again I got to go back to well it's just the stylization but it would have been cooler if they could have maybe took the yeah. original drawing and then drew something over it. So it looked like she was hiding the tattoos.
0: That doesn't bother me as much. Cause I think, mm. I, I think my problem is Asuka was really young and in her visions version, she in clone War she kind of has a, uh, like imagine an oval and then her chin is essentially three angles
1: mm-hmm.
0: and the vision, like the visions version looks exactly the same as that. And I feel like as she gets older, that's going to change. So I actually kind of like that her face kind of smooths out that way. It, it first of all, feels uh, less like the Clone Wars kind of hard angle style, which I think is important. But I think it just works better, too. It, it makes it look like she's older. She doesn't look like young Ahsoka just hap- like got bigger. It looks like she actually grew as a different person. And I don't know that's uh-huh. a weird description. but.
2: Well, no, no that, I... that makes sense because we different parts of your body grow at different rates. So that would that would follow
3: yeah i was just imagining a young see. fallen jedi everywhere going what just because we fell doesn't mean we get bigger what the heck steven <laughs> <laughs>
2: and
4: for those of you who are curious i just um posted a link to uh to the photo mark was talking about on our facebook page and on twitter uh, so if you want to see it there you can check it there as well
0: and people just can be really confused for people who saw it first and saw the episode. Like, why are they? Po- why are they sharing this photo? I don't understand.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: it doesn't make any sense. Spoilers. Oh, yeah. We
5: we've done that many times doing the spoiler thing. I I have no problem with the way she looks this way within the series. I. Yeah. It she's grown up. I mean, that's how I looked at it. I also noticed even the voice was different. Ah, oh, I mean, it's still a little Zoga, bit a but... little bit dark, deeper. Yeah, not yep. quite as. Oh, I didn't deeper. notice that at all. Yeah, yeah, that... yeah no, th- there is a definite de- a little bit it's... a little bit deeper and also i think it, it, there was something in the way that the intonation of the voice or how uh, ashley was actually speaking the voice it seemed a little bit i would say more mature but there mm-hmm. was a different was very different even. intonation yes yeah different in, intonation and in how she portrayed ahsoka it was still the same ahsoka but see. the way she presented it was different
0: i noticed the evenness which i thought was a little weird i took to more as a, a choice on how, how they wanted to present her mm mm-hmm. And so this is going to sound really weird. I, the voice bothers me because I expected her voice to change when she got older. And mm. I really like, it doesn't sound to me like an adult voice. And I know that's terrible because that's, that's Ashley's actual voice. Like, <laughs> right. It's not like...
4: I think, I think, I think part of that is you got so, we got so used to hearing Ashley actually use her real voice as young Ahsoka mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that now going to old Ahsoka, it, it might seem a little bit off. I can see uh, Filoni
3: going Ashley, a little more Vader. Come on, get a little deeper. A
4: little more <laughs> of breathing, you know. I am Ahsoka. Hulk. Hulk. No.
1: <laughs> Pretty a little Vader. more Vader Pretty in there. Suit. Um,
4: but you know, you know, I, I think in the end she's the same Ahsoka we know and love. And you're right. The first time I saw the scene, I didn't. I didn't actually really listen to anything she said. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And I had to go back and rewatch. I'm like, what did she say? Oh, okay. You know, cause she's talking about how, you know, she came because of Canaan and his apprentice Ezra. They gave the system hope in their darkest time. And, you know, she didn't want that hope to die. Um, And Ezra asks what happens now. And she says, I don't know what happens next, but one chapter is closed for you. Ezra Bridger. This is a new day, a new beginning. And uh, and that's the uh, and that's the last we hear of Ahsoka. It's a very brief scene, in fact, and I just can't wait to dig in more and see well what's happened to Ahsoka over the last fifteen years or so. Mm-hmm. Where's she been? Um, who she be talking to? Has she been involved with the Rebel since the beginning? Is she like the founder of the Rebel Alliance, or is she, um, <laughs> well, or has they're... she just been working with them? What's her role in the rebellion? Will she be training them? Will she be Uh, guiding them just popping up here and there. It does say she's a recurring character in season two, but that's not every episode.
5: But here's an interesting thing to ponder. Remember we had that game, um, uh, the force unleashed where supposedly Starkiller was the person who quote unquote started Uh the rebellion. Uh, And wasn't he at that point, Vader's apprentice. Well, if you take that into consideration for this one, here you have Ahsoka being Anakin's apprentice, and she now technically is starting the rebellion. There could be Does a the, parallel
1: I, there. Yeah, you know, that's
3: interesting.
0: Does the Force unleashed count as canon? Given no. that, it,
3: no, it doesn't. No, like, okay. it's right up there no. with the same as, as saying Mon Mothma, Bail, and. Uh, and Bel Iblis formed it back before they redid it with the Force Unleashed. I mean, well, I was thinking you know, since
0: the Force Unleashed was done with Lucas's involvement in the story, I was wondering if that gave it some sort of special status. Yeah. You'd
3: have thought the same thing with the Gendy series that he loved Samurai right? Jack yeah. animation, so we got it that style.
0: There are many things
4: that he was involved in, like even the Plagueis novel.
3: And then mm-hmm. the holiday special, you know, the Ricky <laughs> Pearl got struck on the record by the way. Make the holiday right. special. No, no, no. <laughs> Wait a second. Well, holiday you, you special mentioned is mentioned something though. I have to ask you guys, did any of you guys watch this with the closed captioning on? Nope. No. No. Crickets. Okay, no. well, there's a scene that we, pa- we passed that just, you know, you mentioning, you know, what did they say? And I was watching with my dad and my dad loves having the captions on on everything because half the time you he can't hear anyway. And... When Ezra's on the ground and you see he's got the two scars and he's waking up, Harris calling him and stuff. There's you have Harris calling him in the background, but, but it's his Ezra's mom, too. yeah, his parents yes. were talking in the background. I thought yes. that was really cool.
1: That, they, the they've been oh, okay. seeding
3: stuff like this through from the beginning. And you know, one of the things I've been saying on Rebels Roundtable was that Zier and Ezra there's some kind of connection there you know Ezra has not told him his name or anything like that and I, I constantly wonder if it's going to be a connection through Ezra's parents or through mm-hmm. Zier's sister but I have a feeling that somewhere along those lines that connection is going to come back and bite everyone in the hiney and I, mm-hmm. I I just have this feeling like this is all being seeded along the way but it's one of those that like like with the comment that the Inquisitor had to Kanan about you know your master and what was the last word we don't have any idea until we get the comic or you know the video game or whatever that the story group is in to to to, to tell us the rest of that story. And I just can't wait for it because of the little things they've done so far throughout season one that this 20-some-odd minutes just capitalized. Like I said, when I watched this, I felt like I was watching an hour-and-a-half-long movie. I mean, it it had all the hits. It had all the music crescendos. It had the emotional delivery. It had me a hello.
0: This was a Rebels, and I'd argue this episode did something that even the Clone Wars didn't do very well in many cases. They nailed the pacing of it. It was from start to finish. There was it was perfect, and that is something that's really really rare.
5: Yep. I want to I want to throw yep. out something else too, just really quick. Um, I would almost want to say that that line that Ahsoka is bringing up, where she uh says one chapter is closed for you, Ezra Bridger, a new day is beginning. You want to just bring that as a whole to Star Wars as a whole, this whole thing with between Lucas and Disney and how it's now starting that, you know, that first Mm -hmm. chapter with legends is closed. Now there's a new beginning. That's true.
4: And to be honest, like I have a feeling that the show is going to change pretty significantly next season. You know, it doesn't sound like they'll be focused on one planet anymore. You know, it's just lawful. Um,
0: they they take their, Excuse me. I can't talk anymore. They've it's taken late. their first
4: steps into a larger yeah, world. Is yeah, that what you are going to
0: say? That's what I was going to say. Taking uh, your first way step, to take it away from me, William.
4: <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, it with the introduction of Ahsoka, with the introduction of Vader and that di- dynamic, are they, do they know each other? Have they... Have, they, have they, are they? Well, I guess I just jumped to the next scene, but, you know, uh, we know Vader's in the series. Does Vader... No, Ahsoka. Uh, what's the dynamic gonna be with them, right? Because uh, back on, on Lothal, Tarkin's Imperial transport lands, and and Callus and Farswim of reports of unrest unrest all over Lothal, and there are whispers from Mustafar, and some people see the Empire as weak and vulnerable. and And Tarkin responds, "Not to worry, Agent Callus. The Emperor has set an alternative solution." And who walks down the ramp? But Darth Vader. I think it's pretty clear why they killed off the Inquisitor now. When you got the Inquisitor standing next to Darth Vader, as much as I love the Inquisitor, he's not gonna, he's not gonna stand a chance next to the, no. next to the Darth Vader, not at all. No,
3: Mark, C- can we all agree that we need to have a side plot here where we get some some conclusion to Ahsoka and Vader at some point? Yes, like, like yes. I, yeah, I mean, it all. has to happen. I, I don't if want they to don't, be the main focus. So but, disappointed in yeah, this show. It, it, I mean. I will be so beyond <laughs> over the top if Rebels ends and they pull a Legacy Volume One and I'm like, where's the Hondo Car story arc? You know, I mean like.
4: Like, well, I mean, there are rumors have that Hondo is going to be in season two, right? Yeah, well, I'm, t- I'm talking to the, the, um, different Hondo though. But yeah, I, I get that. <laughs> um,
1: hey, I'm but, a clarification. Like the, the
4: the dynamic between Ahsoka and Vader. Does she know who Vader is? Vader's going to see her, and I'm sure he'll recognize her.
3: Well, so, well, if any of like, you guys have read Tarkin, I mean, Tarkin all but figures it out. So, mm-hmm, I mean, and he, that guy's not even a Jedi. So,
4: yeah. So, oh, man,
0: I, I think I, that's going to be so
4: cool. Such a great dynamic. I'm This so is one thing that's going
0: to be really this. interesting is hopefully we get some sort of clarification on what happened to Ahsoka after she, after she left the Order. Yeah. Because it's not like she, the Clone Wars, this TV series ended and then immediately Episode 3 happened. We've got a little bit of time there. Ahsoka – like she's had a lot to do in the last couple of years, like 15 years, whatever it's been like. You'd be I, mad
3: if we find all, all of it in one episode though, or should it be something that's spread well, out over like a three? I feel like we
0: should out, yeah. probably save this for a season two, uh, expectations yeah, discussion. Yep.
5: Agreed. Yeah.
0: Because we could go on this forever, but I think one <laughs> of the interesting questions will be well, how well, much
5: we're close enough right now. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I'll, I'll leave it at how, I wonder how much the show will continue to be about the crew of the ghost. Because introducing Vader, Ahsoka, and oh, people sure like that. Oh,
4: I'm sure they'll still be the center, but mm. there will be major plot points.
1: Yep.
3: Um, yeah, it's kind of like... like Agents of Shield. Once Hydra was involved, it's like you know we've watched them operating as a cell. Now we're gonna watch them operating as a cell within a larger rebellion that they now know they're part of.
0: So are you? So ooh. So Ahsoka, you know, gives Kanan a hug. It's been a long time, and just gives her gives him a hail Hydra very quietly <laughs> in the they
1: do get to work. <laughs>
5: Jedi. I have no clue what you're talking about. I don't watch that show.
4: Uh, <laughs> well, I think with that, okay, I mean, the, the episode ends with Vader walking down the ramp. You get, you see, Callus looks has this look of fear on his face. No, he
0: doesn't. I did not see any fear in his face. I saw like, oh, it's Darth Vader. I saw no fear in his face whatsoever. Admittedly, like he should have been, <laughs> but I saw nothing. I, it's I
5: animation. It's, it's there. Look closely. Um He's and, trembling like and the, at the end, animation and,
0: man. And all you hear if I squint my eyes, yeah, I guess I can crazy. Peter doesn't see say it. a
4: thing, and all you hear is his breathing <laughs> as he walks down the steps and walks past Callus and into the uh the hangar. And that's it. Like, that's the end. No music, just his it breathing. it just goes out with Darth credits. Vader's breathing, and it's such a great end of the season.
3: And fans everywhere went, oh, my Sith Lords. So
4: with that, Wait till season shall we two? get into our, of, our I reviews think we really episode, really, our rating? Real. Since I think yeah. we're yeah. running about two hours long right now, an epic, epic review of a
5: 22-minute <laughs> show. <laughs> and and who's the one on this podcast that said, really, our our podcast should uh, not be longer than the episode that we watch?
1: Who's the one that uh, said that? It,
5: mm. it was a long time ago. Wait, Galaxy was... Far Far Away. <laughs> How about we let Aaron go first?
2: (laughs) Well, um, I, I, I'm sure this comes as no surprise, but, uh, I am going to go ahead and give this episode a full 10 Womp Rats. Um, it was just so fun. The, um, the, the funny, uh, little quips here and there, just kind of keep the flow going. It, Packed so much into this little bitty episode. I, I think I mentioned something like, you know, why can't we get, you know, forty-five minutes of an episode? But this is only twenty-two. <laughs> but this was all so amazing. Um, I was I was also sad to see the Inquisitor go, but uh, like we said, moving on to bigger and better things. And then we, you know, cap it all off with Ahsoka. So I'm very very happy. <laughs> I had a huge stupid grin on my face the entire time uh and then especially afterwards uh so yeah 10 womp rats and they are going to go uh run around on the ghost and annoy chopper and mess with him
1: well
4: sir, chopper <laughs> certainly deserves to be annoyed so yeah i think that's a good thing going
0: i was gonna say yeah, your womp, womp rats aren't to gonna it. last long i expect yeah. uh <laughs> pride womp chopper's rat, just very very
4: gonna nice throw head. him out the airlock
5: or he's well, gonna like, sit there
2: crafty <laughs> yeah yeah.
5: Or he's going to do like the communication droid in last episode, just kick him right out as the door closes. But he's going to make sure the door <laughs> gets right there, right there, just as it closes to where right, they start falling out and the door just right against it anyway.
0: Oh, man. <laughs> All right. Tom, why don't you go next?
5: Um, I love this episode. I think this really was a great way to end Season one, I think it's a great starting point for season two, looking forward to season uh, two premiere at celebration. The first episode that should be fun. Um, I'm going to have to give this, and this is going to be surprising a 9.5. And the reason I'm giving it the 9.5 is I can't really shoot straight to get it at 10. I think my helmet's on a little too tight. I can't see. So I feel like I just am just missing a mark there. So a 9.5 works for me. Are you it's, trying to
3: say Sabine needed to be grazed for that other half a point? It may be.
5: <laughs> Maybe. Um, oh, heck. They grazed her. I'll give her a 10. There. Um, no, I love the episode. I think this was... There's a lot of things about this episode. We we, God, we spent two hours talking about this thing, so there's really not much more I can say about it. I am taking my 10 womp rats. <sighs> God, what am I going to do with my want brats? You know what? I'm going to give him a break. I am just going to let him sit. I am going to let them sit in hyperspace and try and figure out how two ships can connect in hyperspace.
0: <laughs> there you go. When you see, Tom, it's very, very simple. <laughs> I didn't want to open a can
5: of worms, Stephen. Now, unless you would like to go next.
0: No, I'll, I'll let Mark go next if he's okay. ready.
3: Well, I was going to give it 10 Jedi Womp Rats, but, you know, to be truthful, that just doesn't do it credit. I'm going to give it one Ahsoka-sized Womp Rat because truly Ahsoka is more than 10 Jedi worth. And, you know... There was so much going on in this episode. Like I said, I felt like an hour and a half and that's the kind of action that I expect to see here. I mean, I expect to see my Ahsoka one womp rat. That's worth 10 of those Jedi womp rats take and become the fulcrum for all 40 of your guys's womp rats, because I, that's how good this episode was. And she's going to create her own rebellion of womp rats. That's right. You're going to see the womp rat report here in a minute.
0: <laughs> okay. Steven? all right so i i feel weird that i'm about to say this but there were a couple things in the episode that kind of bothered me
2: we, uh. mainly
0: the the no air and tie fighters and sabine missing or being missed as much as she was but all that being said the episode really did nail everything i could have asked out of it like i don't I want to say this is probably the first time. I think I'm gonna have to give it a 10 out of 10 Womp Rath. Whoa, whoa I, 10 uh,
1: from Steve. I'm trying try to justify that. Like, oh. I
0: I want to give it a 9.5 because, like, yeah, there it wasn't perfect, but it, I think this is the the closest we'll ever get to a perfect Star Wars animated show. And uh, even
5: part of it is just the suspension of disbelief. You just I'll, and that, that's what it is. So.
0: Normally, I feel like what ends up happening is the episode doesn't pull me. It doesn't keep that suspension going it well enough that I can overlook those sorts of things. And here it did. The pacing, the humor, all of it was so perfectly on point that I like I'm capable and willing to overlook things that I feel like weren't, you know, absolutely perfect. Like, and that's it's a good sign. And I think I have to decide what to do with my Womp Rats. Um, I think I'm just going to put them in the TIE Fighters so they can enjoy the beautiful space battles that...
4: Uh... Use them as test subjects for um, TIE Fighters with...
0: Uh, no, 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 no. They were. Oh, they don't were worry, the ones Fulcrum's got TIE an Fighters. idea.
5: What's the idea?
3: <laughs> just going to put them in TIE Fighters and send them out there to blow up some X-Wings. Or okay, vice versa. There you go.
1: There you go.
4: Okay, William, right. you're up. Okay, so you know what? kind of like steven i i want to give it a 9.5 because i think well the second half of the episode was amazing no complaints whatsoever i mean we lost a fan favorite character we gained an even bigger fan favorite character and another one in darth vader like amazing um you know the first half of the episode was it was good right i didn't like love the the scene at the beginning where they're stealing the ship and, and playing their attack and But as soon as, as soon as Ezra rescues Kanan, the entire tone of the episode changes and it just becomes so, 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 so perfect that I can't, I just can't knock it at all. Um, You know, there were, there were so many awesome moments. One thing we didn't mention earlier, but like as, when the, when the reinforcements were landing on the, on the Star Destroyer, the ship comes in and... You know, and, and starts the, the 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 transport starts to land and you can see the stormtrooper standing on the ramp and he just like he waits for it to land and then hops off. It's the animation mm-hmm. there was so cool. Uh, you know, we've got Ahsoka, we've got Vader, we've got the death of the Inquisitor or I hope it's not good the good death William. of the Inquisitor, but who knows? Um, so many great things in this episode. I, I just loved it. And I think let's make it a clean sweep. I'm going to give this 10 brats out of 10. Such an amazing episode. The team really needs to be proud of what they've done. Uh, I think it's the first time we've given 10s across the board, especially with a panel so large mm-hmm. uh, as the one we have tonight.
0: Well, you know, I think where, when Rebels started, I was really nervous because the first couple of episodes didn't wow me. We were coming off of the Clone Wars, which was doing such an amazing job. And I, just, I was not convinced that Rebels could pull off this sort of episode I think it classic
3: clone wars envy it, it happens to the best of us. <laughs> I,
5: I think a lot of people were nervous honestly a lot of people were you nervous just need to it.
3: have a little rebels resolve that's all
5: uh, it's like it's
3: like a case of athletes but it'll catch uh, spy- fire uh, and spread
4: mark it's just a call to action you know if you don't give this episode a 10 you're an idiot's
5: array you know it's a call <laughs> to action that caught fire across the Jeez.
4: galaxy okay <laughs> we're just we're, we're out of the darkness now and no then. no
0: we're, we're done we're stopping crap. right here
4: what steven are are you a droid that's in distress
1: <laughs> okay yeah, and this is why we should though.
4: never record on so, a
5: wednesday
1: so uh
5: my my <laughs> okay, 10 womp rats, wait, 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 what are they gonna do I, I at think, the middle of the episode was why we didn't record I think on I'm wednesday i'm gonna let my
4: 10 womp rats <laughs> hang from this from the side of the
3: um murderer uh, what <laughs> <laughs> Hanging Womp Rats from the side of your ship—you murder—it's like reaver action, man. Shut <laughs> <I'm laughs> the side of the ship,
4: the side of the of the of the catwalk, and then let them all fall into a giant explosion. Uh, <laughs> by the way, though, every one
1: of them. by Tends the way, though, by the way, though,
4: the boards, uh, they were actually a gift from Fulcrum, uh, given to Hera. Fulcrum, aka Ahsoka, actually spent the last fifteen years raising these Womp Rats. That's all she did, and then she joined up with the rebels she's like like you're a, used to be a Jedi why don't you just lead? she's like okay no problem oh we got these guys you want to go meet let's let's go check out check them out and she went and uh and met up with uh with the rebels in this episode
0: you know not only um, is this one of the largest panels we've had because we also were all reviewed it so highly this is the most womp rats we've ever murdered at once yeah <laughs> yeah that's a good point 51? Is, a good point. 51 this is womp rat genocide now
4: 51 mark where's your <laughs> math coming
5: from <laughs>
0: Well, because I, I see is we literally it's straight A across the board,
5: so I can understand the fifty-one.
0: Well, I guess I think Mark's I, math is a little weird because he's got his
3: like go, special
5: weird. I
0: know. Weird.
5: Just, 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 yeah, go, with just go with
3: Commander, it. So I was playing Star Wars Commander, so once I reached ten, I got an Ahsoka Rat Commander to lead him, so I had eleven.
0: Oh, I thought okay. I thought <laughs> your Ahsoka Rat had replaced the other ten Rat.
3: No, no, I no. Oh, it's man.
0: like
3: it's like a little little one of those things you gotta fill up. I got to keep those ten, and then I got like, cramp, like when you okay. get on across the side, you're like, I'll take an Ahsoka Queen, thank you.
4: <laughs> uh, I, I think I got it now. So real briefly, since we're running extremely yeah, we're long, running really late. Very, very um, coming up on Ion Cannon. Um, at some point, not not yet, but probably in a week or two, we're gonna review Tarkin. Yep. And then we'll review Air to the Jedi. Uh, so stay tuned for that. also in just a couple of weeks we have star wars celebration anaheim all be there all five of us will be there (laughs) uh it's gonna be so 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 much fun and they're gonna be premiering the season two uh the first episode of season two at the convention so get ready more ahsoka more vader maybe some hondo and
5: uh oh that would be cool
4: it'll be great uh, also, in a recent episode of Rebels Recon, um, I, I believe it was Floney uh, revealed that a new character will be uh, joining in season two as well. Commander Sato, uh, who leads Phoenix Squadron. Is that uh, Sarah
1: Michelle Gellar, perhaps?
4: I, I don't know, actually.
3: That's a, that's a good <laughs> question. <laughs>
0: I, like I assume it, Commander Sato was a guy. I never thought of that. Know.
2: But that
3: would work, actually.
2: That would be, uh, uh oh, continuing so yeah, I...
3: with the new dawn's, uh, shaking up of having
0: female stormtroopers. Um, when you say Sato, Karen, I think I'm sure you is, agree that's, that's a good Sato. thing.
4: Ah, so it certainly oh, could yeah. be. Uh, and then also for those of you who love figures, yes, action figures of Darth Vader and Ahsoka from Star Wars Rebels will be on store shelves this fall.
3: Okay, so. but, but I gotta ask soon are these five points you. of articulation Because I did not realize that the Lukes, the Ben Kenobis And these other ones that I thought were repackages Are not repackages, they're five Points as well, I was like, what? That was like a, a huge step backwards Across toy collecting, and do We know, is that continuing, is that trend gonna Continue, are we ever gonna see Rebels Figures in the standard, you know 3.75, whatever, with the, with the Arms and the wristy bendies And I can put them in really cool poses with the right and I, I'm looking on the back of this package. It says some poses may need assistance. I'm like, all poses need assistance. Who are you kidding?
0: <laughs> to be honest, Mark, I have no idea what you're talking about. And it's not just because I'm tired. <laughs> and, and honestly, uh, Mark, I
5: think I looked at the photo closely. It looks like it's the five point of articulation. I don't see any knees bending.
3: What? <laughs> They're forcing me out, man. They're forcing me out. I can't buy this junk. I want to, but I want... It's, I gotta have the bendy,
1: so, man.
0: Mark, allow me to reiterate what we said at the beginning. To reemphasize, apparently everyone in your entire family stop being a weenie. <laughs>
4: <laughs> and with that... I think I... Of, yes. <laughs> oh, please, we us on that. Uh, Mark, Aaron, thank you so much for joining us on this episode. It was great to have both of you on the show um, we, we love having you on. Mark, it's been way too long. Aaron, we always enjoy having you on the show. Do you guys want to plug anything before you, you head out? Aaron?
2: Um, follow me on Twitter, at uh, Barajek's Um, I think, did you guys retweet me on Ion Cannon? Oh, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. well, yeah. So, in case, you know, nobody knows how to spell it, because nobody does but me, but that's fine. <laughs> I think I'm following you. Yeah. Um I tweet my pictures from troops and uh, as anybody who followed me during the episode noticed I was very um I let's excited see, it, Yeah, excited and all cap lock so I, I did apologize for that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. That's that's an excitement level. It's not always shouting. Sometimes it's shouting it, with yeah, joy. It was,
2: it was it was garbled mess. I don't even think anything made sense, but Anyway, I, I usually am very, um, you know, composed and, and I make sense and I do know English and proper grammar. So, <laughs> uh-huh.
4: <laughs> oh, Just, well, thanks again. Yeah, thank it's you. It's always fun having you on. Mark? Yeah. Thank you again, as always. Your enthusiasm is infectious.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It's always fun to be on here. And if you like Star Wars Rebels, remember SWR for Star Wars Report. Uh, That's the website I'm at. I do the Star Wars Report podcast, Star Wars Beyond the Films, and you can find us on the original Star Wars Rebels Roundtable over there as well on our second Airborne Division of Podcasts, doing anything and everything Star Wars and having fun. And, of course, coming on shows like this, the great Ion Cannon, formerly We Talk Clones, Awesomeness. Well,
4: thank you so much. Great having both of you on. Uh, I do want to close out this episode with Dave Floney's letter to the fans that he posted earlier today. Um, and uh, he says, everyone, the crew of Star Wars Rebels and I are blown away by your response to the finale. Thank you for all the kind words and support for the series. We all appreciate it. Nothing could have prepared us for the outpouring of emotion and cheers when Ahsoka Tano appeared as someone who has watched over her character from the beginning. I was overwhelmed by the reaction. Little Ahsoka has come a long, a long way and I think many fans have grown up right alongside her. I look forward to continuing journey with her as she attempts to guide our rebel heroes in these dark and dangerous
5: times. Remember the horse will be with you always. Thank you for listening to the ion cannon podcast, your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far, far away, including rebels, the sequel trilogy, spin-off films, and more. If you like what you hear, please rate us in your favorite podcast client, Your review will help the show grow within the Star Wars fan community. Visit our website, Ioncannoncast.com, or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. You can also get in contact with us by emailing contact at IonCanonCast.com. The Ion Cannon podcast is not associated with Lucasfilm, the Walt Disney Company, or any of their respective trademark or copyright holders. Any and all opinions are that of the hosts. This podcast is a production of fans, by fans, and is copyrighted. 2015.